got a bicycle. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, liftoff. I'm not done with you yet. I'm not done with you yet. Look, since we were playing this music, I want to let everybody know what exactly Maddie's been listening to this past week. Oh, I'm on the wave, man. Yeah, so uh apparently uh Maddie has now found that uh he needs some Latin in his life. I think I found that out a few years ago, but and I never wanted to admit it. Huh? So Maddie has now has found his way. To start <laughs> and join this. <laughs> this should be my entrance theme song. Then I'm in the reaction. To introduce him, it was Justin Bieber on his fans. Yo, right? And now I'm, I, I sent read a snap of me walking down the street, listening to Perdon <laughs> by Enrique Iglesias. This is my, yo, this is my song, man. If I, this is my theme song if I ever go to WWE as a fat back. <laughs> I wish I could put theme songs as well. Yo. This would, this would be, can I this be my intro? I could walk in 2K17 playing this. Yo, you could do that, I think. Next year, that might be. I just butchered Spanish people everywhere. This is my shit, though, honestly. Yo. It's funny because there's a barbecue outside, and they played the original. Red was like, play the, play the remix now. <laughs> He was like, play the Bieber remix now. Despacito. Despacito. <laughs> See, I, just, I just wanted to share with you guys. Plus, Maddie's like, he's enjoying the penny. He's enjoying Spanish. Spanish Ever since food. I've been a part of the, the Rageworks TRSS Turnbuckle Tablet family, I've become less white, even though I'm still pale at heart. Yeah, you're pale at heart. Don't worry. We have some what we call blanquitos in our, in our culture. We have yeah, some blanquitos. Yes. Well, I'm very hype. It's a new. I'm sick and tired a, of pasta and meatloaf every week. It's a new era for you. I had chicken and then had, had fried chicken and uh, fries for the first time at the Chinese restaurant today. <laughs> How was it, Isaac? It was really good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, That's it was, why I always go to that spot. It's really good. So, I'm blessing that shit. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Turnbuckle Tabloid. We have another issue for you this week. I'm your host, Jada Santi, as well, sitting here with our resident new Latino, <laughs> and Matt. No, Despacito. A little, a little bit for, a little, a little for you? Uh, Despacito. Yeah. Hey, bum, bum. Oh, hey. Yo, I'm going to come out to that at WrestleMania, and instead of, like, pyro, it's going to have, like, a lot of, like, girls, Latina girls exactly, walk me down. Posito, suavecito, con alguien pegando poquito, poquito. Make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on Facebook, on the Like and Group page, on Regular Season Sportscast slash Turnbuckle Tabloid, as well as on Instagram at Regular Season Sports. Check us out on the Twitter at RWJSanti, as well as on YouTube at Regular Season Sports. Check us out at RageWorks.net, as well as on TurnbuckleTabloid.com and all our other affiliated shows. Call me when it's over. Black is the new black. The Regular Season Sportscast, a variant issue. You get everything under all under one umbrella at rageworks.net. So this week's wrestling has been um uh, Maddie wasn't happy this week, let's just say. Nah, Maddie man. Was not uh, happy. I wasn't a happy guy. Yeah. It was like <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't 
the best week of wrestling. Uh, but that, let's just say WWE because uh, WWE was n- not good for their kick- for, me. for their kickoff show to be leading up to uh, uh, let's to go payback. home for payback. Did they go home for payback? It's like I'm, it, um, I, I don't think it was that bad. Nah, are we talking about this now? Gonna, no, I, no, I, no, we'll get to it. We'll later. get to it later, bro. Yeah, all we'll all I gotta say right now is um, WWE specific. It was not a good week. Like, I, 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 and I think it's because we were so we were excited the past couple of weeks with the superstar shakeup and stuff. And I got that. I ain't done with you yet. I ain't, yo, he's the only good part of Raw, by the way. I ain't done with you yet. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dumpster match. I mean, whatever. Oh. I'll go to it later. I'll go to it later. But um, yeah, WWE was pretty shit this week. Man, so, but that. we did. But we did go to uh, we House went, of Glory. We had House of Glory this week. We were at House of Glory New World Rising. Shout out to everybody who uh, who who shouted us out. We had a lot of people who were who stepping up to us, not for just not only the podcast, but also for the um, for for we didn't buy a ticket for this. Oh, people said that to you? Yeah, that's when they were like, yeah, you guys do that Facebook live stream. Oh, yeah, a few people went up to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we had a guy come over who wanted to, should I even say? Okay, okay, we're gonna, okay, we're gonna, we're just gonna go into this. This is gonna be our, uh, um, our, our opening salvo for this, for this show. We might as well just go into the House of Glory review now, because there's a ton to go. We got an interview this week as well. Uh, writer, creator of Headlocked, the comic, stops by. He, he, he kicks it with us this week, so, We've also got cutting a promo and uh, wrestling rundown. We got, we got tons of stuff. Also, we had some interviews from House of Glory, which were um, shout out to everybody who did interviews with us. <laughs> <laughs> it was beguiling. I'm just gonna run it the way it is. I'm just give it. I'm, Yo, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play it raw. I'm gonna, that's the best way it should be yeah, played. That's raw. the best way it should be played. So, um, so at New World Rising, House of Glory, shout out to them. They had a big turnout this week, even with Evolve. Down the block at La Boom in New York City. Yeah, it was a it was a great. In case you guys don't know, Evolve is being backed quietly under the table by WWE. Yep, and uh, they had to turn out there. But House of Glory had at least I'm going to say about 700, almost 800 people. If easily, it was packed, it was packed. it was packed. It was a packed show. They used they moved it from a um from their usual venue. They are usually at uh at New York City Arena at a club Amazura, but they had a double booking, so they had to move it to a. Youth Center. Yeah. I, well, it really. I'm not gonna lie. Um, if if um Club Amazora, right? If that if whenever next time it, it's it's already taken for that date that they're doing. Yeah. I would not go to the Elks Lodge again. I'll just go back to that place. Right. Because the Elks Lodge I think is too small for them now. Well, I'm not trying to say, like blow the only beef, thing. That's no, no, true. It's true. It's true. No, it's true. They, they the can't. The only thing, of it. course, I was um, I was on a drought. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, no beverages. Oh, jeez! I was uh, he Red wasn't happy I, for that I, reason. But was, he, you okay. were you were excited for the bleachers yeah. though. The yeah, bleachers no, they, were cool. The bleachers were dope, and, and it's not House of Glory's fault that there wasn't any um, there was alcohol because they're a youth center. center. Yeah, yeah, so you can't so do any alcohol. Can't do but alcohol. Let's just say I have um, some plans for the next event if ever this occurs. Maddie and I were on the line, and there's a <laughs> store behind us, and I just kept. You know, it's like a mirage in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 you know what? One of the funny part is. It actually was a mirage. Right. You thought it was a deli, right? It wasn't, right? Nope, it was a Spanish restaurant. Even better. Sit down. I, they probably would have had some really good shit there. But at the but there was a store. There was a store two blocks down. Yes. Yeah, I had to go I would go out my beverage, my Gatorade. Oh, jeez. I I swear I was on that line. I said I could down a six pack. I'm saying right wait here. No, that's in the thing that's one of the clips we, we played. It was you were yeah, really pissed I, off. You're like, I'm gonna get a beer right oh, back. Oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. This is crazy. But it was still it was still a, a good night. Um It was a great night. Matt Matt had a <laughs> Matt had a, a an over and under. First of all, Matt said this was going to be the markiest night ever, right? and it was. I, and I and I couldn't believe it. I was like, nah. "You were like, nah, can't beat the Hardys and the Dudleys." Yeah, there was no way that was going to beat that. Mark. Yeah, I. Mark. Wait, Mark. Wait, was that a drop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do do it again. 
Mark. Yes. <laughs> I love that shit. So uh, I didn't. I didn't believe it. I didn't. I believe that was gonna be the. the but I don't know. I I never thought I would see so many fucking NWO shirts ever. Like wow. That. There was. Wolfpack, there was NWO regular everywhere. Was, we even saw Latino World Order. Yes. Mook. <laughs> that should be a new drop. But too. that was, but that was cool because uh, they had a uh, super crazy and psychosis there as well. So that was their, uh, I guess that was their shout out. Yeah, uh, I guess that was cool. But uh, Big Pop, unfortunately, because of a uh, Uber, Uber, <laughs> uh, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash arrived late. And, uh, you know, no fault of House of Glory. It's uh, it, it was what it was. Uber, Uber, f- fucked up the ride. Damn you, Uber! You know and that I- you know that thing when like you order Uber and they tell you you're <laughs> and they tell you you're two minutes away, but then they cancel. Yeah, that's what that's what happened that day. <laughs> so then, um, it was it was funny because speaking of Uber, that was the first time I I tried Uber. Initial I, reaction? Oh, I love it. I I'm telling you, man. It. I'm telling I love you, man. It. I, I took an Uber to get here. Yeah, two minutes, bro. Yeah, that's gonna be my new. That's gonna be my new thing. To do team. My new thing now. So Uber's lit, man. Always. They arrived late, but they they compensated the crowd heavy, man. Like oh, it was great. The line had to be six hundred strong. Absolutely, at, at least six hundred strong. Ab- absolutely, it was. It was like, and they didn't, no one left the line either. No, was, me, me, and me and the me and Ren and, and Super Producer Sally just sat down in our seats and we waited for like the line to not diminish, but like for them to actually be there. Yeah. <laughs> so like, we had to stand up for thirty minutes, but. But it was cool, man. Like it was really, really cool that uh, they they compensated everybody. Holding uh, ass spoke to 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 the, uh, to to the masses. Well, how was your reaction to meeting them? It's funny because <laughs> Maddie's like he's on the line. He's telling me, "Yo, you really should tell something to Nash. Like you know, he's one of your your one of your idols, one of the guys that you you, you really want to interview and you look up to." So I'm like, "Yeah, I don't really think he cares. He doesn't care." It's like, but you know, even even so, I was like, you know what? I'll give it a shot. So the first thing is we go up. Uh, Super producer Sally goes up. She's excited because she's been dying to meet them. She's like shaking and everything. And um, I tell Scott, I, you know, I tell Scott, I say, listen, she's a big fan. She's been dying to meet you guys for the longest. Like she, she's, she, she's like shaking. He goes, you guys got the network. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's funny. What? I said, of course. You know what the funny thing is, your voice for Kevin Nash is the same thing as Scott Hall. I know. I <laughs> the same thing. Well, you know, you know, I have to fix my Nash because Nash is like, it's got a little twangy. Has been, well, you know, we are. Yes, yeah, so I got to work. Yeah, 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 but, but Scott Hall is. You guys got the network, and I'm like, of course. He goes, she wasn't even born when we were out ripping it up. <laughs> I was like, yes, that's so fucking cool. So we took the pick, and then. um I I got up the nerve and I tell Nash, uh, I said, you know what? It's great meeting you guys. You guys have like great minds for in and out the business. And I'm hoping one day my show can interview you guys. And Nash goes, nothing. He just nods his head. <laughs> he said he didn't say a word. Wow. He just nods his head and just, you know, gave the yes, subtle sir. thank you. And then of course I was like, where the wine at, yo? <laughs> That's, that, that's where he reacted, and that's when the look was like, "Oh God!" Like he, like, like I wish it was here. Like, yeah, right his now. face, his face was like, hey, he's, "I need some wine right now." Yeah, man. But he was, they were really, really. When cool. I approached them, uh, when I approached them, I didn't really talk to Scott. I was like, "The," I was like, "A big fan, big fan." I, I, I talk, big fan, big fan, big fan. There's a thing. There's a thing online when Kevin Nash was getting was replying to something, and he on a um on, on you shoot, yeah, on a you shoot, and they were like, um, someone was mad at him because he said the word fake, right, and. But before he said the word fake, he said the F word. He said, he said, the guy, he said, uh, Nash used the F word. He's the F word. So then Kevin was like, fake. I thought I, I thought I said fuck. I thought I said fuck. So then I, <laughs> I, so then when I went up to Kevin, I was like, 
I was like, I said the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, you said fake, not fuck, right? I said some stupid shit like that. And he started laughing. He did like a little giggle. I was like, you know what I'm talking about. He's like, shrimp. You, know, you know what I'm talking about. Shrimp. shrimp. Yo, they were so big. I posted a picture on Instagram with, me with, the, with the picture I took. Yeah. Every comment was like, they're fucking huge, yo. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're fucking huge. Yeah, that was the shit. They was like, damn. Like, and it was that and, um, Damn, Scott Hall looks better than before. That's all he I was got. Way, it was like, Scott looks really good, and then it's, Kevin Ash is like a giant. Like, <laughs> those are the only comments I got. Shout out to our boy Hank Flanders, who did a nice little promo in the ring with those guys. Got choked the hell out and tossed out the ring. It must have been a great moment. Yeah, though. it was. He's like, he's, he says, this old dude will whip your young ass. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you know what to shoot. Or some shit like that. We're <laughs> making a shoot out here. <laughs> it was great. I gotta it's say that. Um, great night. Great night. Great night. Uh, as for the matches, you guys, I'm not gonna give you guys a rundown. As I always say, you guys make buy the DVD. Buy the, well, get the video on demands. Uh, their YouTube page, House of Glory Wrestling.net. Also check them out on YouTube, House of Glory Wrestling. Uh, they, 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 you know, Anthony got going and, and, um, Gacy tore it down. Yeah, that was a, that was a match. If there's man. one thing I could say about, they um, were getting much love on the, on, on the social media. Oh, of course. That match was great. I mean, they went around the arena. If there's one thing I could say about House of Glory, about this show, without spoiling anything, it's not saying anything, is it was a big night of debuts. <laughs> yes, there was. There was a lot of debuts that, uh, at the House of Glory show, so. And they were good with They were actually mostly good. Yeah. There were a few good new, new names. So you guys check them out at House of Glory Wrestling, HLGWrestling.net. Check out and uh for their video on demand as well as check out their YouTube page. Uh the one match I gotta say was uh was 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 good, but it was cringeworthy because I was fearful for what was going oh, on. Oh yeah. Was that cringe. women's tag match. It was their first women's tag match. Sonya Strong, uh Violet had a uh had the um ongoing rivalry. Uh, they, they, Sonya Stroll, she chose, uh, Willow as her tag partner. And I, I'm sorry, but the Japanese woman's name escapes me right now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, All I know so, is lady with chair. Yeah. Late, exactly. Lady with chair. And I gotta say, Sonya's been a, a guest on the show. She's been a turn on, on regular season sports cast. She's real cool people. She always shouts us out when we're there. She was giving me the look. She stuck her tongue at you. Did she? No, she didn't. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Did she? I'm trying to remember. I, yes, in my she mind, did. she yes, did. she did. In, Dude, in my she mind, did. She, she did? Yes. Jesus! What a <laughs> lovely lady. But I gotta say, to, yeah, as well as I, as well as she, she's, she's progressing in the ring, I gotta say, girl, I gotta be honest, you gotta change your style, man, a little bit, cause a lot of those, you're a, you're a Latina, you're a thick woman. Not saying you're fat, you're thick. You know, you got thick legs, you, got, you know, large gluteus maximus. Yo, 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 you have a nice size to you. And I think the style that you are, you're working at now should be changed over a little bit to more of a stronger, powerful woman rather than, than being this, uh, technical style. I would like to see her just go on there and just drop elbows, drop forearms, hit big clotheslines, like tear it up. Do like, you know, be a miniature version of like a Nia Jax maybe or yeah, that'd maybe, be good. maybe work a little bit, uh, more uh, brawler, a little brawler type, uh, maybe a little bit Beth Phoenix, a little bit there. Yeah, because I'm because some of the moves we saw, oh, it was man, like because Red 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 cringed because he was so nervous. I was about worried you. for her. Like there was a few spots that she landed on. Her. I said if she doesn't walk out of here, if she doesn't walk out of here popping like a fucking aspirin the size of a car, and has, has a, an ice pack the size of fucking <laughs> Wyoming. <laughs> no, she wow. Yeah, but, but I, you know it was all right. 
I, I was just worried for the safety of it because it was pretty scary to see some of those moves. But other than place. that, the match was decent. It was their first, you know, you know, they had chair shots and shit like that. I was like, all right, girls, okay, you go in there and tear it up. It, yeah, it was good, but it was the first time it was like more than it was a tag team women's match. The first time it was a tag team women's right. match, right? So. And uh, Ken Broway versus the Bad Apple, Matt uh, McIntosh was a really good match. You know, the funny thing is, me and Red were mad because it wasn't Hank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, fuck this, man. Hank should be in this damn match. And and he should next show. But it was actually a really good match. And if Matt McIntosh stays on the House of Glory roster... I'll be happy because it's, like, it's funny. Really good. By the way, shout out to Ken Broway who fucking a shout out who gave a, 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 a epic promo talking about the big elephant in the room about a certain oh, individual. Oh wow, that was pretty who, funny, man. Who was uh, contending for the uh, Crown Jewel Championship and now is no longer contending because of legal issues. <laughs> legal uh, issues. Legal issues. And he said it out loud. He was like, "The person who I was supposed to face um, decided to play with the little boys instead of hanging with the big boy." I'm like, oh! Oh my God! And Red's face like, we don't know, say. We know who you're talking about. We know who you mean. Segway. <laughs> so, uh, so Matt McIntosh came in and funny, kind of had the same kind of look of the guy he was talking about too. It kind of like he had like the whole tattoo look. Yeah. Like, but he actually did really, really well. He was there before. And well, yeah. As for I, I laugh because people who are House of Glory followers. I guess they they recently come in on board because they were like, "Who are you?" And I'm like, I'm looking at Matt. I was like, "That's Matt McIntosh, right?" I knew yeah. that was the bad apple. Yeah, the bad apple. I knew I it was the bad what? apple, but I, did, I at first I was like, "Why?" Yeah, I know. But he. But that's for the match, and I was like, "Okay, great, very good, great, great match." Job. So that match in the the world championship match was the match of the night, obviously. <laughs> and Brian's um Brian's promo was actually the funny. funny that but, shit was it, jokes. but it was hard. It was though. true though. He's like, <laughs> "Let me see if I could." You know, you guys could have been out there down the block. To evolve, that's back, that's back by that big company. But you guys are here with us, and uh, excuse me, Lord, for what I'm about to say, but but two motherfuckers came out here to hustle glory, <laughs> and it had a big pop. They had a huge pop. Shit. You right. motherfuckers! You motherfuckers! See, I can't imitate. I'm gonna go, a, to, I'm gonna go to work like that, just like yo, go motherfuckers! <laughs> excuse me, Lord. <laughs> you motherfuckers! Yeah, you can. You close though. You had the Latino feel going on over yeah, there. Yeah, I always do. But all in all, hustle glory once again. A big turnout, big night. Uh, do like I said, due to the hiccup because of Uber or whatever the case may be. Uber. But but they were able to accommodate everybody, and uh, for for the the venue itself, I will say that it's actually it's like I said, it's always it's, it's that indie that indie wrestling spot that you see on, on on videos and stuff where you're in the gym and you have the bleachers. Uh-huh. But it was actually pretty cool. I, I've never been to a venue like that. We, we were we were at that venue that we make fun of people other other shows that we didn't buy a ticket. But you know, it was actually want to know why it was good. It was different from the other ones. It was because it was packed. Yeah, it has a great fan base, and the bleachers actually made it really enjoyable. Yeah. So um. Like I said, shout out to everybody who, who approached us, who knew us from the show. Uh, we're going to be playing some interviews from that later on this episode. Also, House of Glory has a big show coming up, Matt, uh, Saturday, March, uh, excuse me, May 27th at NYC Arena. They're going back home. Check them out. Alcohol House of beverages. Glory Wrestling Adrenaline. Yes, alcohol will be back in the system. Thank <laughs> you, Lord. Uh, Cody Rhodes is in action as well as Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Red Dragon is in the, in the house. And tons, tons more cars is subject to change. Be sure you check them out at hogwrestling.net as well as on their Facebook and their Instagram pages, House of Glory Wrestling and HOG Wrestling. When we come back, we have tons to go by. We have a cutting a promo as well as our interviews at House of Glory. We have an interview with the headlock creator, producer, uh, Andre New. That was my first interview too. Yeah, that was your first interview. How, what, what, what were your thoughts on it? 
It was it was actually a really good interview. I it was I I think I asked the right questions. I asked what I wanted to hear. And you guys when you guys listen to it, hopefully it's good to you too. If you guys have not yet uh checked out the the Headlock comic series, it's one for you guys to to be a part of, man. Like Definitely. It, if you're a wrestling fan and it, you're a comic guy, it's like the one best of those, combination ever. Yeah, it's the best combo for you guys to get a part of. Uh Maddie Maddie's already said that he's already booked. He's gonna have to start getting up on those books. Yeah, I really do. Uh, it's like the best of both worlds for me. Best of Go ahead, Kells Both Worlds. Uh-huh. So make sure you guys check us out on the rest of this episode. I'm telling you, it's not one to miss. When we come back, more to come. And uh yeah. Check you guys in a second. Why, look at what we have here, folks! T-R-S-S Bits and Pieces. Hi, everyone. It's your friend, the good old Funkster Terry Funk. Have you ever wanted to cut a promo in your everyday life? Well, I've got something for you. Down here at Amarillo, Texas, at the good old Double Cross Ranch, I've put together a school for you to cut promos like me, the Funkster. I've been known to cut a promo in my wrestling days, so maybe we can help you to do the same here at the Terry Funk School of Promos. With my school, you can learn how to cut a promo and do it in everyday life and activities, such as at a wedding. Let me tell you something. My brother is the best person I've ever known in my life. He and I have been up and down these roads. We've wined and dined with kings and queens and slept in alleys and ate pork and beans. But I'm telling you right now, for this being his final main event and this thing we call life, I'm going to tell you something. He's picked the best tag team partner ever. So Lorraine, make sure you hold that man strong and be knowing that you got the best tag team partner I have ever had. <laughs> That's right, friends. You can cut a promo anywhere, such as when you get a promotion at work. Hey, Johnson, just want to let you know you did it. You got that promotion. Well, let me tell you something, brother. I knew I was in line. There's no other jabronis in here that could have done the job better than me. Look, look at Smith. Look at Jones. Look at Martinez. You think that they could hold a candle to a main eventer like me? So that's right. You give me the gold. You give me the money. You give me the spotlight. Because I'm going to take it to the top. Hey, this even works for kids. Kids could cut a promo too. Just like this one. Uh, Miss Santiago, do you have your math homework? Math homework? Math homework? I don't need to know math. I only need to count to three. That's why I know I'm going to beat you in the match. You're to blow me. Terry Funk School of Promos is for everyone. So come down to the good old Double Cross Ranch and sign up for our open courses. We have fall and spring scheduling. We have specialized trainers who can help you Get your promos together. So take it from me, the Funkster, and get your promo game up, son. And as my good old friend Mick Foley would say, have a nice day. This was a paid advertisement by Terry Funk, the Double Cross Ranch, and Amarillo, Texas themselves. 
You can also follow us on Terry Funk, Amarillo, Texas, Double Cross Ranch, and School for Promos on your internet sites. Search us on Google. This commercial was brought to you by the regular season sportscast. This is Paul D. Savage, and you're listening to the regular season sportscast. Room, room. Give me that fucking mic! Turbuckle tabloid cutting a promo. This week's cutting a promo was actually changed in the last minute. I actually wanted to talk about something else first because I was, I, I saw a promotion out there that's, that's, uh, started up in the Eastern Seaboard and, um, they're pretty much riding on the back of, of a certain style of wrestling, but I'm going to save that for next week because Maddie, Maddie and I came up with a, uh, the annoyance that has become WWE with their new, uh, <laughs> they knew what, let me okay first of all everything is right, terrible first of all vince gotta go I, i'm sorry it's yeah that's the main the, the title of cut of promo was vince mcmahon yeah yeah uh, he's, he's gotta go i'm but, sorry um i think it's they, time for him to, 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 to take his fucking suit off and if you're gonna be business go in, the, in the pool if you're gonna be business be business do not be involved with the creative process yeah he keeps putting his nose in the damn creative and it shows every fucking time it's it's ridiculous i mean have you guys heard of the new pay-per-view show <sighs> great balls of fire i mean honestly like what i mean seriously <laughs> who who somebody must have did that as a fucking joke and say uh why don't we call the pay-per-view great balls of fire and everybody like laughed and vince, and vince looked goes at, i look, like it vince, vince looked at everybody said what are we laughing at <laughs> I, I don't think that's a bad idea he's like damn it i might just do it <laughs> give me give me give me a moment to ponder this and he puts his hands together does a little triangle shape in front of his face and he does a whole <laughs> yes i'm gonna do it i love it <laughs> it's, like, it's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's the worst name for a pay-per-view if I I've ever heard in my life. If I were to give Sully a rundown of names to to make like associated with summer and heat, Great Balls of Fire would have not been one of the names she would have put up there. <laughs> no way. She would have came up with like Heat Wave or Heat Wave would have been not bad. Or Heat Storm or Firestorm or uh Fire Fire Night or something, whatever. They had so many options. Okay, you know what the funny part is? That this new name was supposed to come um this name replaced Bad Blood. That people are saying they replaced Bad Blood, and Bad Blood is a fucking good fucking name. And they and once again, if Vince McMahon chooses, ah, uh, goddammit, um, I actually like that fucking name. Who who does who thinks of this shit? And you know what the funny thing is, we don't even question that it's anyone else in the creative. We know it's Vince. No, there's no way because you still got to play like this shit anyway. We know it's Vince. Do we not? Do we not remember fucking the really bad? Thinking about it before this, name another bad pay per view name that you remember that. Um, what was the one with the with the, the with, with with the match with um. With, with Big Boss Man and fucking um, Al Snow. It was like a dog. It was like an in your house. Oh, like the, a, the dog fight. Fu- yeah, fu- I like forgot the name of it. Like I know. I'm, I'll, give you a, I'll give you an example. I think New Year's Resolution was fucking terrible. New Year's. Was it, rev, was it Resolution or Revolution? New Year's Resolution. No, I think it was. Was it Resolution or Revolution? Okay. And I think that shit was. The, the, don't get me yeah. wrong. That was one of the first pay per views that I actually really thoroughly enjoyed. When Edge cashing the money in the bank, right? But the name was so bad. Like I don't just don't get these names. Like you have bad blood, and you and you and oh, we can't have blood, but we'll put balls in the name. Right, like right. that makes no sense. It's like oh, we can't have blood anymore. We're a PG show. Damn it, let's put balls in there. Like where does your uh, mind come to grasp these, these over names? the edge? 
was was one. Uh, oh, Fatal Four Way. I I hate pay per views based on stipulations. Right. Like Fatal Four Way was one of the worst. I remember Fatal Four Way's picture was like the X Men picture. <laughs> it was so yeah. shit. Um, Capital Punishment was good, but the whole theme was crap, and the matches were terrible. Right. But. I think Great Pulse of Fire is the worst name ever. Wait, I'm, I'm wait, wait, hold on. We're looking I'm, up I'm some gonna, names because it just it it. I, I've always hated in your house. That always bothered me. Just, just in your house is an, I, I wasn't a fan of that either. Because it was always in your house, uh, not in my yard. Some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's really like, corny. Like, it's really corny. Uh, one night stand is not bad because I'm looking at a top ten list here. Yeah, one go night on. seven. Oh, WWE Global Warning. <laughs> <laughs> That's so shit. <laughs> You should be warning me not to watch this damn show. Uh, they have bragging rights. Bragging rights is not that bad. Not bad. Not uh, bad. The Bash. Oh, no, that was when they took the Great American Bash out of it. Yeah, they wanted it. The Bash. I think I, was the, I, was, I think I was at the last Great American Bash of all time. Here's another one that you don't like stipulations is like the Breaking Point. Terrible. Fully Loaded. Ugh, this sounds really inappropriate. <laughs> this sounds very sexual. Oh, uh, this Tuesday in Texas. That's the one where the ultimate um, um, <laughs> Undertaker beats uh, Hulk Hogan or some shit like that. Vince, please retire. Capital I'm punishment. But no, Great oh, Balls of Fire beat. Taboo Tuesday. Oh, I remember that shit. That shit was really bad. Um, Cyber Sunday. No, is yeah, that what it is? Cyber, Cyber Sunday. Sunday. Oh, and ECW's December to, to Dismember. Oh, and believe me, that wasn't Paul Heyman's idea. Oh, like I said, this is horrible. And that's horrible. and you know what the funny thing is, me and I were talking when the mics were off. That's not even that's not even the tip of the iceberg. No, okay, so Nakamura now Nakamura is not the king of strong style anymore because now he's the artist. <laughs> At this point, right now, I think Nakamura was just like, all right, can I go to Japan again? Yeah, like, like what the fuck? I mean, seriously, how do you how do you take away his? That's a big name to him. King of Strong Style is his thing, and he just takes that away from giving the artist. WWE does not like to run with whatever the the, the wrestler is known for. Like they will totally obvious, put the yeah. kibosh on that shit. Other promotions like TNA, oh, um, Impact, Ring of Honor. If you're a fucking Bullet Club, they'll announce Bullet Club. Like they don't care. Yep. Like, that helps to bring more of of of, of uh, attention to well, the impact, product. Impact knows they need as much as they could get. Like if if you're um, like you said, if you're the Bullet Club, damn right you're gonna be called Bullet Club on Impact because they need numbers like that for viewers. But WWE needs to understand something that <laughs> WWE Battleground. <laughs> oh, WWE, shut your mouth! It wasn't some. I hated the theme. Well, one, in your in your house, Great White North. <laughs> <laughs> That's where Glacier debuted in WCW. Um, what was I gonna say? I said uh, what what I said before was over the limit. Over the limit. Very <laughs> fucking really bad pay per views. And um, Vince needs to go, obviously. And you know, you know what pisses me off? What pisses me off is that they um people at Impact can do whatever the hell they want because they need numbers. WWE needs to understand that this shit they're doing right now is the reason why WCW caught up with them in competition yeah. back in the nineties. They ruin shit, and they don't have an, they don't have a good product. Like this week's was the worst wrestling I've seen in a very long time. But like I said, Vince is an old head. Now it's time for the changing of the guard. Sometimes, it's a new era, man. Yeah, it's like listen, even baseball, as old as they are, they started freaking making some changes. Like you know, they go into the instant replay booth now. Like oh, Red Red was really shocked about that shit. We're playing the show, he goes, "You reviewed home runs? Yeah, man, I hit a home. Run. I, well, I I thought I hit a home run. I hit a bomb, and then like the the you see the they the, recalled it. 
Yeah, they fucking ridiculous. But it it looked good though. Like it was like I was like, holy shit, they're actually doing reviews. Hog Wild. <laughs> what? That was, that was WCW. Though. Oh, shout to House of Glory. For more thing about Kevin Nash, he was like, if you next time I say suck my hog, she'll know what it means. <laughs> but um okay, if okay, here's my question to you, Red. If you were to replace Vince McMahon right now, who would you replace him with and I, why? I give him I give him Triple H. It has to be. Triple H would be the main guy? Triple H would be the main guy. Now he's, if he's, he, he's in tune with the current the, product. The, the, the pulse of what the fucking product is. Now, here's my question. Another question. Besides anyone in the company, if you were to have outsource someone. If you were to outsource someone. If I'd be Triple H or be Shane. Stephanie's good. She's like her father. She's good with the business side of it. She's yes. good with that. But with, you know, the, the hands-of-hand, creative, uh, being in touch with the, the wrestlers, being That's in touch Triple with H. the talent. It's Triple H and Shane. Let those two come together and make fucking magic happen. Don't honestly. they have beef or something like that? Uh, I don't know. It's just like who, I said. Who would you who would you pick up to replace him with if he wasn't in the company? Not someone not in the company. Not in the company because I would have been Heyman. Like, uh, uh, who has a who has a great uh, man? Vince Russo. <laughs> Fuck out of here. He said he could beat Jagger, Jack Gallagher. In oh, a I, fight. Got, I have that on the list. I will get to that later. All right. Fucking moron. Um, <laughs> Any thoughts you know, to that? I, you know, I would say Bischoff because at least Bischoff. Yeah, you're he right. He learned from his mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. He learned from his mistakes. He was able to, um, he knew, he knew at the end of the day, you couldn't battle God with a fucking chainsaw. You had to go, you had to, you, for you to knock down the king, you had to bring a fucking army. That's and what he, he did. learned from it. He went, he went as hard as he could, but, uh, and, uh, you know. Because like Vince is getting older and I'm not gonna, and I feel like he's not gonna give up until he croaks, but like, it's fucking crazy. It's he's like, gonna, yo, he's, gonna, he's not going to be able to talk because he's going to be so old. He's, he's going to type be, on his computer. He's Trump. He's fucking Trump now. He's just making up crazy fucking things now. Yep. This, this, yep. this Great Balls of Fire shit is going to be really bad. This Did is, you see the graphic for that shit? Yes. This shit looks like fucking... Um, it looks like a, uh, no, I, I'll give him a shout out. Isaac from fucking House of Glory does way better graphics than that yeah. shit. And, and, and not to say that he sucks because Isaac is actually really good at graphics, but... Do you know what it looks that, like? Yo, they could have. Honestly, you know what? That's why he's probably calling Triple H for because yo, because he probably he's like, what the hell is this I shit? I can do a better graphic for this you shit. It was funny. It looked. You know what? The first time that shit was done by PowerPoint. That shit yo, the, <laughs> the first time I saw it, I told my brother, I'm like, this looks like a, a sign for a Six Flags ride. Yeah, like it looks really shit. Like it looks like the wait timeline for the fucking Six Flags roller coaster. Honestly, I really believe that Vince is really, really out of touch. He's he's losing. He's getting into a point to now that like he's almost that crazy grandfather who keeps thinking that he's in the war. <laughs> you were saying every time he's a firecracker, he goes crouch and jumps into a fucking <laughs> fucking bunker hole and shit. <laughs> he's getting into that point where it's it, it, he's that lunatic uncle that every time he walks into a, a, a party, that he, every time he hears an old song, he goes, "I used to bang your mother to that music." It's like what? What are you talking, <laughs> uncle? What's wrong with you? <laughs> He's getting to yeah. He's getting it. Even even I'm, crowds, uh, crowds. <laughs> Put your helmets on, motherfuckers! It's war time. I laugh because um, I'm even. I was watching the the, the ESPN's um thirty for thirty for the XFL. Yeah, yeah. Even then, I'm looking at it and I'm going, "Oh my god, he was fucking insane back then." Yeah, then. yeah, he's insane. Like when you saw how they would do. I watched. I watched the XFL back then. I swear to you, almost every game, and it had nothing to do with wrestling because I wanted to see football. Yeah. And even when I was watching the games, I was going, what the fuck am I watching? Like, this, this is not even, this is, I, I can't even consider this entertaining. It's, thank God I wasn't alive for that shit. 
Oh, it was bad. I was a baby, thank God. But then when you start looking at the XFL stuff and Vince was like, how our, our idea was to bring an element of entertainment to football. And you're like, no, leave football the way it is. It's fine. Yeah. And you know, another thing that pisses me off about Vince is real quick is, um, I'm sorry. I understand it's sports entertainment, but the fact that on every time that you're talking to a wrestler and he said he brings up the word pro wrestling and you go, Lo, calm down, Stone Cold. You know, we're at sports entertainment here. I'm like, yeah, all right. You need to stop with that shit because people are legit wrestling and getting hurt in your ring and you're calling it. Uh, you, you can't say what it is. It uh, reminds me of when. really annoying. Because you've been listening to um, Howard Stern lately, right? Yeah. You've been putting on to it. It reminds me to when, um, because whenever, when, 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 um, Vince became friends with the, uh, the president and such of NBC, like, that's when, they started correlating this whole entertainment aspect because you need to broaden the horizon. You need to, you know, get more monies. You got to get more advertisers. You got to do all that. So you can't label them wrestlers. Label them sports entertainment. Uh, this is a certain word. You're entertainers. You, can't say. you could say these words. You can't say these words. This is what they're like. There's a whole case. list on that shit. Right. Of what you could say or not say. The, I, I say with Howard because Howard was old, a renegade, raw doll kind of uh, shock jock dude, and then he got with this person, Marcy Turk, allegedly. And she changed him. Now he's more streamlined. Now he's more, uh, celebrity friendly. He doesn't bash the celebrities like he used to. Now he's, uh, more open to having discussions with people that he didn't like want to be in the same room with. He's rubbing shoulders with. So Vince, like, basically was like the formula of that. It's like, yo, I'm going to take wrestling tickets, but now they're not wrestlers anymore. They're sports entertainers. Yeah. And what it- is it? You can't say, um, uh, Strap? Yeah, you, you can't say you can't say strap. You can't say belt. You have to say title. You can't say strap and you can't say belt. It's like we're not def- we're not def- you're not defending a belt. The people title. Pe- people wear belts in every day. We're, we're we have a title. It's yeah, like it's and it's I get it, but like some of the stuff is like yeah. But I heard I heard Braun Strowman asked Vince for a, uh, a strap uh, match, whatever, like something like that. He was like, I want to I want to I want to shot the strap. Vince got uh, supposedly Vince yelled at him like really yeah. bad. He went off on him. He was no. That's not what it's called. You, like, want, you want a title shot? Yeah, I want a chance. I want a chance at the belt. No, you want a chance at the title. <laughs> and it's like he's trying to convince him, like some type yeah, of fucking yeah, yeah. Machiavellian type fucking uh, Spengali. He's like, you want a title shot, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, for the like, belt. No, for the title. Yes, I want a title shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes, uh, next week. Um. The reason why I brought that up was because during the Vince McMahon, no, during the Stone Cold podcast with Vince, Stone Cold was like, I remember back when I was doing pro wrestling, and Vince goes, ah, come on, Stone Cold. We all know that, we all know that it's not called that anymore. And Steven, Steve also got pissed. He was like, dude, I, I, I wrestle. I don't fucking. I don't entertain. I'm a fucking wrestler. I'm a wrestler. I don't fucking, um, I don't juggle fucking milk cartons. Yeah, I'm not, on, like, I'm not on stage fucking playing a fucking kazoo. I'm not playing Despacito with Justin Bieber. <laughs> like, I'm fucking wrestling. That's what it is. It's a fucking sport. And the fact that he's, he's so out of tune with the crowd is the reason why this week's cut a promo. Change, yeah, and it's not, it changed, and it had to be on that guy because listen, and, the artist and great balls of fire, wrestlers for your own company are bashing that shit on Twitter. Biggie was like, oh, the only reason why, no, Biggie was like, so now we could all say that the biggest, the biggest downgrade of me going to SmackDown Live was not being a part of the first ever Great Balls of Fire. Dot dot dot. Shake my head. Yeah, that's like, uh, like no one likes that shit, and um, one day it's gonna bite him in the ass, and hopefully he leaves soon. So yeah. They should just throw a big retirement party. It's just like, he doesn't even know. He's like, ho, ho, you guys threw a party for me. It's like, yes, it's your retirement party. 
No, it's not. And he runs away in the back and they carry him on a stretcher. No, no, Krauts! And just jump back in. <laughs> <laughs> they drag him in his fucking barber chair from WrestleMania 22, 23. My fault. All right. When we come back, guys, we have uh, our interview with Headlock's creator, writer, uh, originator, entrepreneur, Kickstarter, Michael Kingston. Got a nice, nice interview. Maddie did a one swell of a job of this interview. Also, oh, we shucks. have all uh, oh, shucks. We have a wrestling rundown as well as superstars of the week. Stick around, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is Mike Kingston, the creator of Headlock, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Tabloid. TRSS, the interview. <laughs> Thanks again, sir, for coming on. How's everything going today, sir? Just uh, trying to keep my head above water, you know. Yeah, you, you're a popular guy. You know, we actually crossed paths. I see. I, I had seen you at this year's Comic Con. Oh yeah, we were uh, we were uh, crazy in New York. Yeah, that was a big, big turnout, man. I, I, you know, I was. Uh, I didn't learn until later on from our guy Rich that uh you 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 were in the building and it was such a a, a big big phenomenon over there man how how was it feeling like how did it feel to get that uh you know that 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 sense of of, of crowd appreciation there i mean it's been really nice you know we started out with a lot of uh a lot of people sort of you know not really on our side at the very very beginning you know especially in the world of comics so it's really gratifying to see uh you know the turnout that we get in a lot of places now what was the um was it was the expectation that uh, you know? Because for me, if I would have been sitting in a, in a in a big room like that, I'm just be thinking, uh, "Oh God, I hope that somebody <laughs> would like this." Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, I hope somebody it's would. Like, oh God, please, somebody acknowledge that I'm actually doing something here. Yeah, I mean, you always want. I mean, anytime you sort of put yourself out into the world, I mean, you want people to to respond uh, favorably. So, you know, we've been really, really lucky with the with the response to the book and to our convention presence and everything. How what 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 was the first love coming in for you? Was it comic books or was it wrestling for you coming up? Uh, you know, they're both probably right around the same time. Maybe, probably, I had a connection. I think with comics earlier, just that you know, I had like I had some comics, but I wasn't like uh, I guess I'm real really into them per se. But then, right around eight years old, right. um, I started watching wrestling pretty much for life at that point. And then uh, I started collecting comics right around that same time. Um, you know, I became more of an active collector versus just somebody who owned a few books. All right, well, uh, my question is, uh, how was it to connect both comic books and wrestling? I, I it's, it, To me, comic books and wrestling are very similar. So when you were making the or the wrestling book, how was it? how were you going to connect with the audience from wrestling fans in real life with comic book fans? It's uh, it always kind of trips me out when people laugh or people who like one and not the other are sort of, you know, oh, I like wrestling, but comics are dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's, it's like very similar. 
comics and uh, people like, you know, and vice versa, because, I mean, they're essentially both larger-than-life characters in colorful costumes fighting a battle on good and evil. So right. It, it's, uh, it's always been kind of amusing to me, and people uh, have sort of a grudge against one or the other. But, uh, you know, I always felt like comics never did wrestling the right way. You know, wrestling comics were always sort of Undertaker fighting demons or uh, Kevin Nash's Mad Max and that kind of stuff. Uh, and, uh, yeah. There was never anything that was sort of uh, about wrestling per se. So that's what sort of drove us to, to make Headlock. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I've been looking around and there hasn't really been that many wrestling comic books out there. So to see Headlock become a wrestling comic book that many wrestling fans can relate to, it, it's kind of a big deal for me. Um how did you come up with the characters for your comic book? Because like, I'm seeing some of these names, and they're like Killer Cregan. And, and what was your imagination behind the characters in the in the comic? I mean, for the most part, I mean, a lot of those characters are sort of just ancillary characters. I mean, the main story obviously focuses on Mike Hartman and it's sort of his journey through the business. So, you know, so other than that, like, I just wanted to have a reference point and something to feel kind of familiar with people. Um you know, so they kind of understand. I mean, it's a fictional universe, and, you know, you can't step on anybody's trademarks, and there's a ton of, obviously, like, every wrestling name has ever been taken. So trying to uh, trying to find stuff, uh, you know, that you can use that works and whatever, a lot of them are just amalgamations of, like, you know, kind of wrestling names and, like, people, you know, people I like or people I, uh, or, you know, uh, you know, like sports people or something like Killer Cregan, like Cregan is actually one of the, one of the, I think the basis for the bare naked ladies. So, oh, wow. you know, like that's where the <laughs> okay. name, you know, I just popped into my head, you know, like it was a cool name and it kind of fit with Killer. Yeah. You didn't go the obvious yeah. route and do a bulk Bogan. Or, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you didn't go Tom, Tom, Phil, uh, Tom Johnny or something like that. Like, <laughs> you didn't like, you didn't like roll the dice with like one dice being first name, run dice being last name. You just roll them. Like, guess what happened? <laughs> Did you um? It's it's just the story is so compelling where it comes to like you said the, the uh, you know just in, on the eyes of of the the character going in you know getting his 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 passion being into wrestling and going full forward and full full throttle with it. Did did you have ambitions yourself of becoming an independent wrestler? Was that something you wanted to get into and get into wrestling? I mean, I'm probably uh, I'm probably a little too old for it. You know, uh, <laughs> I mean, there was a period of time you know when I was in high school where I thought about it, but like. It wasn't necessarily the most obvious thing. I mean, this is sort of, you know, pre-internet, and now everybody kind of knows where the schools are and that sort of thing. But, right. You know, the, the world felt a lot bigger when I was younger. And, you know, I knew there was a school, you know, I knew there was a training school in Memphis. I knew there was a training school in Florida. And, you know, the Monster Factory was in New Jersey. But, like, you know, there wasn't anything sort of, you know, within a few hours of where I grew up. So, I mean, and there probably was, and I just didn't know. Mm. But it's uh it's just a little trickier and then by you know by the time i started doing this <clears throat> i was in my 30s and you know we can't all do the uh diamond dallas page thing so yeah, <laughs> yeah you can uh, have to settle for wrestling comics stardom i guess man that was that one time I, I i threw my back out in sarasota florida you know i was i was 39 <laughs> years old and it was me and one-eyed jack in the ring and I, that's when i knew my career was over and i came back from the rehab and like everything went sour from there <laughs> <laughs> But since since you're, you're you're you know you're creative and you're doing this you know you got the book was was wrestling the first uh, book 
comic series that you wanted to get, get into or did you do the typical superhero good versus evil uh, comic writing first? No, this has always been my baby. Um, this is always the thing that I've wanted to do. Um, you know, I'm not, I don't read a ton of superhero comics anymore. I find that, uh, just everything around it. I mean, everybody's so negative and angry and, you know, like it's tough because it's, you you deal with these characters for, you know, they have 70 years of history and it's hard to, everybody wants something different out of them. Adults want adult stories and kids want kids stories. And, you know, obviously, you know, now people are, people are pushing for diversity and all of those, all of those takes are valid, but it doesn't seem like they can all find the common ground in the same house and everybody just ends up yelling at each other. Um, I like to, I read a lot of independent stuff. Um, I read a lot of, uh, non-superhero stuff and I think comics is sort of at the, uh, the vanguard of original storytelling right now. So there's a lot of great stuff out there that I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy reading. My other sort of weird dream project, I think, would be to do a comic book adaptation of the of the movie Leprechaun. Um, not an adaptation, but sort of uh, you know story going forward. I had a lot of cool ideas for that. Huh. Um, Jesus, get the copyright for it now before somebody hears. Yeah, right before someone takes that. Quick. <laughs> well, it's funny because Blue Water did an adaptation a few years back, and they made it really. It was really not well received. They kind of took some questionable turns. Mm with how they decide to present it. So, you know, it may have been uh, sort of scorched for comic, uh, for a viable comic property. It'd, it'd probably be, if it was ever going to work, it would have to work at some point. Like when I had a, you know, a big enough name in the industry that I could carry it on that. But outside of that, um, I don't really have, uh, you know, I really just want to write headlocked and, uh, you know, get it as big as I can get it. Um, my question is, um, like you were saying, be with the other superhero comic books, with with it being so like seventy years, like keeping it, trying to keep it new and fresh. Um, with Headlock, how do you try? How do you shy away from those situations, like those comic books? How do you make? How do you keep things fresh? Do you um, do you get um ideas from the wrestling product today, or do you just go off the fresh of your mind and think of uh, yeah, pretty much because, like you said, you're not you you're not in the business, but you know the business. Like, how is it that you're able to like, yeah. still like keep it? Relative to a lot of wrestling wrestlers, because I, I see that a lot of wrestlers has, are are have been attached to your 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 books as well. It's uh, it's really not hard. I mean, wrestling has such an amazing history and subculture, and a lot of people don't even realize. I mean, you know, just even on the surface, I mean, wrestling is different in Mexico. It's different in Japan. It's different in the UK. So, I mean, I can take them all over the world. I can take them. I mean. Right now, I mean, as to where we are in the book, I mean, he's just he's just learning how to take bumps and run the ropes. I mean, you know, so we're sort of examining right now. We're sort of examining the craft of wrestling, you know, from the from the bare bones and like you know working our way up. But I mean, eventually, we could take them all over the world. I mean, there's there's so many fascinating stories, and it's such a it's such a fascinating culture. Like it's the sort of you know weird carnival culture it doesn't really exist anymore and it's sort of at odds like as a, as an art form it's sort of at odds from you know being a a con act in a carnival you know in the you know back in the day to sort of being a situation where now we can you know guys are flipping guys with their penis and that's <laughs> fantastic Some, too somebody stealing my moves again damn it gimmick uh, infringement gimmick infringement man 
And usually that's what that's what I used to do back in the nineties, you know, but it was with the young ladies. That's another that's another story to tell. Yeah, it's but, like <laughs> is the next issue gonna include Mae Young coming into the into the main character and, and start making out with him and yeah. like it's gonna like like have be put into a hand and shit like that? Yeah, it's it's, it's how we it's how we interpret what we what, what, what we used to <laughs> That's wrestling guys. But yeah, it, it's funny that you mentioned it because like when it comes to the audience that that's coming up now, especially with comic books, like uh, Met Fan Matt is a he's a fairly young gentleman. The man is barely breaking his his twenties right now. Yeah, but he's still one of those who uh, he's a big comic book guy. But he's also now uh, he's reached out to start reading more uh, autobiographies from wrestlers. Like right now, you're reading. The- I'm reading the Daniel Bryan book about his uh, story at WrestleMania, and it's actually very interesting. So. What, what's the what's the audience that you see that that's been coming up, especially at the the comic book conventions and stuff that's been coming up for your books? Um, I think we get a mixture of things. Um, you know, we get comic book fans who like wrestling. Um, we'll get wrestling fans who've never read comics before, but they're willing to try it because we've had so many different names attached. Uh, I mean, obviously for the current book that we're, we're, uh, we have up on Kickstarter right now and we have Rick Flair and Mick Foley and Kenny Omega and, uh, Cody Rhodes. So, you know, like fans of the people that we've had contribute sort of come on and, people who know our story and know how hard it's been for us to sort of work our way through comics. Uh, you know, we attract people for a variety of reasons. I mean, definitely people who are open to independence. I mean, the one thing about wrestling and in comics that are so, uh, it's, it's such a, you know, they're sort of both dominated by this like singular aesthetic. I mean, when people think of wrestling to, to a lot of people, they just think that it'd be, they don't think of any other type of wrestling. Right. And I mean, most people think of comic books as is a code word for superheroes. I mean, you know, no one thinks of like history of violence and road to perdition and ghost world as like comic book movies. They think of, you know, Green Lantern or Batman or Spider-Man or whatever. Right. So, the thing, uh-huh. you know, but obviously those, those, those movies were comic books first. So, you know, trying to get people to, to break out of that is, is a tricky, uh, is definitely a tricky thing when you're fighting, uh, you know, you're fighting things that have such brand awareness like that yeah because it, it you pretty much get an audience that's uh you get the diehards who like you said when it comes to that genre of, of comic books they're 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 the ones that they're the small crowd but to me I've, I've always noticed that they're the ones that are most loyal like i see them at the midtown comics here in new york or at the uh at the, the forbidden planets and they're the ones that are the diehards at the at the novel section of the yeah. comic books there, and they, they're really committed to 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 that has it been the thing to where since you have, you know, you've been making strides with, with, with getting connection with wrestlers. Cause we, we, we've seen that, you know, quietly, you know, we, we have wrestlers that are, you know, quiet geeks. They're com- yeah. quiet comic book fans like yeah. Cody Rhodes, uh, Daniels and Kazarian. Yeah. Like, they have their own comic book, don't they? Right. And you have, you know, you have Jerry the King Lawler, who's a fantastic artist. Like, has it, has it been easy to reach out to them to possibly, you know, be a part of, of, of Headlocked and what's going on with it? Yeah, it's been, I mean, honestly, it's been far easier than I ever expected. Um, you know, when I started, I didn't have anybody attached to it. And then, you know, I would just go to set up at Artist Alley and at wrestling shows. And then the wrestlers who like comics would come and find, you know, they would come buy my books from me. And then they'd be like, oh, hey, what can I do to contribute to this? And that's how I initially hooked up with, like, Hurricane and Rob Van Dam and Daniels and Kaz and Jerry and... uh you know, guys like that. And then, you know, as our, as our sort of brand grew and, you know, more people heard of us, you know, I ended up meeting AJ Styles through, you know, Daniels and Kaz and he really liked it. So he did a story for us and, you know, I meet guys that, uh, you know, through our convention presence, like, you know, a lot of people want to, 
you know, they see what we do and they want to be a part of that. So, you know, through that, I can, you know, I met Rick, Rick Flair and Mick Foley and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been, uh, it's a, it's a variety of different reasons why people come to come to work with us, but it's definitely been easier than I thought it would. I mean, I have more guys that want to do stories than I have room to put them in. Right. So, um, quickly. So, um, has there ever been an instance when a wrestler straight up came up to you and said, Hey, I have an idea for a full book. Uh, I want you to hear it. Uh, I think it should be published. They have like a whole story beginning to end. I mean, I've had a lot of guys pitch me some crazy stuff. Uh, I was just at a convention this weekend and, uh, I mean, Gangrel, uh, pitched me an insane story. Does it involve actually, porn? Does it involve porn? porn in, does that porn no, in it? There was, there, was, oh. there was no porn. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. We're going to do something with it, I think. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, every, I mean, everybody's got ideas. I mean, these guys all have, you know, they all have the soul of an artist in them, whether some of them, some of them realize it or not. But I mean, they're telling stories in the ring. They tell stories in the cars between towns. You know, whenever you get them all together, they just, they're always just swapping stories and that's, I mean, that's who they are at their sort of the heart of them. So I think, uh, it's a real easy thing for any of them to, to do. So usually when we, when we collaborate on stuff, it's, it's pretty effortless. How does it feel like when you're, when you're putting together the, the, the storyboarding and you get the, you're getting the, the, the writing down and you got the, 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 you know, the basis of what, uh, the, the comic is going to be about or the, the book was going to be out for that moment. And then you start seeing the illustrations come to life with, you know, the, just the, 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 the dialogue and stuff. Like when you start seeing it format, it, it, it must be like an, uh, 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 I don't know, an adrenaline rush to see it happening. Oh, it's amazing. You know, I've been, I've been really lucky. I mean, our, our interior artist is actually a wrestler from New Zealand. Um, so, you know, he really, brings everything sort of home, ties it all together in terms of, you know, we have all this wrestling knowledge, um, you know, contributing to the book between me and my research and the talent that we have and whatever. And then he's there to sort of filter it all and, and present it in a, in a, in a coherent way. Um, you know, I think, I think it was, uh, who was it? I think it was Jake Roberts this weekend was looking at our banner and he's like, Oh, who, who taught your artist how to, how to do, uh, you know, to draw the proper form when a guy's taken above. And, uh, thought that was, you know, it was kind of funny, but I mean, it just, you know, we strive for as much authenticity as possible, but, uh, yeah, you know, so, I mean, usually the best part of a collaboration is, is when the person, you have a picture in your head and then you get that picture from your artist and it's like a thousand times better than you ever could have imagined. So, you know, and that's really what it's been like, um, you know, Mikel and I have uh, such good chemistry together. Um, I don't really have to over-explain things. I know he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna knock out, knock it out of the park every time. And uh, you know, it's it's a it's a real easy collaboration, thankfully. Yeah, we're here, Turbo Tabloid, with writer, creator, and father of Headlock, the series, book, the comics. You guys, it's 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 one of those things that be myself and MFMM being a a big wrestling fan for many many years to see something like this come you know come to life is something that it's 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 a great thing for the masses because you know i've seen failed attempts at comics before wwe had like a really lackluster oh, run yeah it's all over the you place it's it, 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 it was one thing here and then you know there's certain avenues of of 
comic books that try to put that implement in, you know, even early on when we, we saw the, the, the Spider-Man type of regeneration, when they try, uh-huh. try to bring in the whole wrestling aspect and stuff. When you see something like this, it's something more, I guess, endearing to us being fans. Oh, it's like, that. it's a perfect combination of comics and wrestling that, that we love. So right. it's, it's great to see it truly unfold. And you really can see it through your writing and, and how, like you said, how you and, the, and your illustrators are really coming together as, if, uh, creatively. Is there any way that you're going to, uh, take this to a multi-platform way you know because i if me i visualize this something you know digital uh possibly making this you know maybe even like a uh like a video game like how telltale does stuff like this like i know i know you guys are early on but these are like stuff that i'm looking are you guys looking for the bigger picture in the long run i mean we've done a few uh we've done a few motion comics we have them up on our youtube page uh one's a story that we did with uh shane helms that we're really proud of um Another one, actually, uh, Ken Anderson helped us do a voice for it. Um, so they're pretty cool. They're up on our, our YouTube page at Headlock Comic. Um, I, you know, I'd love to see it as a uh, as a sort of a late night, you know, drama. I mean, it's written to be like a, you know, an HBO or AMC style. Yeah, well, drama. I can see something like that on Adult uh, Swim. I can see that. I'd I'd love to do. I mean, honestly, if if I had my choice of anything, I would love to do like a late night cartoon and then get wrestlers to do voices for it um, <laughs> that'd be awesome you know the whole thing is it's always been about the art of wrestling and the fact that most of the art in the book is con- is produced by actual wrestlers I, is something that i love so if we were able to do something and let you know and have the wrestlers do voices for it and stuff like i would i would be over the moon about that yeah it's, it's it, yeah i mean adult swim would have to like look into this because they have a show about an ass that's a detective <laughs> cool. and, and, McGee, and with like, a gun that's like it's, the snipers in its crack like, like headlock would be crazy yeah headlock would be an uh is a win-win for everyone before i let you go because i know you're gonna be busy you got a lot of running around going on and stuff and, and once again we're gonna appreciate that you you spend the time here with us well appreciate it yeah uh my whole my whole thing is like when when i when i think of comics and i think of of wrestling and you finally put them together you know, you, you always think about, you know, people always want to see the action. And that's, I guess that's what, you know, many wrestling fans, you know, we have the compelling stories, we have the promos and stuff, but we want to see the action. Uh, when, when you guys are thinking about putting, you know, these stuff into play, is it, you know, is it a long journey? Do you feel, do you feel like you're, you're part of like, like, like a creative backstage or like how, 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 what's like a short process of that? Um, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's been, fairly easy honestly like i've had this story in my head for a long time and it's also you know it's taken a long time to get it to where it is now so just you know i mean i i I have like the next couple books already sort of just in my head um so i mean it's a it's not difficult per se um and then the hardest part honestly is like the more time i spend you know with my wrestling friends or in the business or you know back in a locker room or whatever it's just getting too many ideas to, to cram in, you know, like I've got, you know, I've got something I feel good about that. I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. I want to try to work this in or whatever. Somebody will throw an idea at me or make a comment and they're like, Oh yeah, that's cool too. That would totally fit here. And just, you know, trying not to pack too much into the story to, so you can let it breathe. Yeah, well, I feel like um, wrestling in general, there's inspiration everywhere. I mean, there's wrestling like four shows or five shows of wrestling every week. So I feel like every time you have an idea, it just another one pops up in your head. How do you how do you um, categorize the good ones from the ones that maybe might not make the cut? Like, what, what what makes you say, "Oh, I'll choose this one besides the other one," or or do you choose all of them? Well, I try not to write anything down, and then if it sticks with me, that was a good idea. Right. Uh-huh, right. You hear something, and you're like, "Oh, that's great." 
but then you forget about it, and then I always think like, eh, it probably wasn't that good of an idea. Then absolutely, if, if it sticks with me, then that's a winner, you know, yep. because there is so much stuff flying around, and there's always going to be stuff. And I don't just look to, to wrestling for inspiration. I mean, ultimately, Headlock's a coming of age story. So, you know, I mean, other cable dramas have helped, you know, provide some inspiration uh, in terms of uh, formatting and whatnot, and uh, you know, just anything really i mean any form of art you know i'll see uh i mean we, we don't do anything video wise but i mean there's a couple of guys that are making just amazing documentaries and stuff and mm. you know and uh promo videos and whatnot and i'll see that stuff and it'll give me ideas uh you know about how to maybe portray something or how to you know maybe turn the camera on something to you know our camera being obviously the panel but uh, you know, turn the camera on something to 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 focus on it a little better. So there's just yeah, there's inspiration everywhere. I, I know you guys are on the Kickstarter, and of course, you know, you before we go, we, I want you to give out all the links that you got, you know, so so everybody could be a part of this because this, like I said, I, if you're a wrestling fan or even just a comic fan, or if you're just an entertainment fan of you know who why you know if you're loves drama you're a, or anything yeah if you're into just being entertained uh, unless you're a sap that's living under a rock it doesn't care if you know <laughs> nothing right. going on is there is it is it is the money rolling in i know it's kind of tight are, are we in the black right now are we in the red you know because you know us being in, us podcasting we're, we're broke as fuck here <laughs> we're not seeing shit yet but i eat the one dollar cheese on the corner yeah i'm pretty much on cheese and crackers right now but, but it's so delicious <laughs> uh and water yeah it's it's it, it, it's one of those things that you you you, you see it and you're writing and you hear it in your voice today that it's for the passion for the for 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 the product but you know are, are we are we are we drawing some money man is, is the draw there i mean we make money um but obviously most of that money gets reinvested right into the book um i mean obviously i have to pay all my artists i mean every page that we produce is you know over a hundred dollars in art costs mm, wow uh, wow, you know and we're producing a 160 page book right now so wow. you know wow, we're raising we're raising twenty thousand dollars, you know, which we're over. We're trying to get to twenty five so we can add uh Penta Penta L Zero M, the former uh the former Pentagon Junior from uh Lucha Underground to uh write a story for us. And uh it's uh you know, most of that money goes to pay my artists, it goes to pay my printing. Um, you know, a convention table in New York Comic Con is a couple thousand dollars, like None of that stuff is cheap. To right. get out yeah. There, so well, that's the grind. I work, uh, I work like seventy hours a week at a regular job. Yeah, I was going to um, ask you that. Then, if you, yeah, yeah, that's the grind, man. And then I'm out, you know, slinging headlock on the weekend. So, you know, it's it's not a uh, it's not the easiest life right now, just because the book is sort of taking off to where it's turning into something. But at the same time, I also still have a a pretty sizable uh, you know regular job that I that, that requires a lot of my attention. So. I just don't sleep a whole lot. Will you be um, at um, San Diego this year? You're going to be at the Comic Con this year, San Diego. Yes. Uh, yep. We're going to be in Chicago this weekend with uh, Jerry and Jack Swagger, Lita and Gene Okerlund, and then next weekend we'll be in Kansas City with Ric Flair and Jerry. Um, Chicago. No CM Punk connection yet. Uh, CM Punk is uh, kind of burnt out on wrestling, so he likes what we're doing, which oh, okay. I think is really cool that. Uh, you know, he's not an easy guy to impress. So I feel like, you know, the fact that, you know, we've been able to impress him a little bit is uh, something that I, I take him very proud of. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's not, 
I don't think he's ready. I think you know. I think he had it's a funny bad because up with wrestling, he probably needs a little time. He has a he has a he's a big strong connection to comic books. It was one of those things that that helped him get along through his youth, and you know he writes you know certain uh, stories here for for uh, for certain companies. And I would think that this would be a slam dunk for him to write a story. I understand that you know he's might not have you know he's, he'd be an ill will right now with wrestling, but this would be this <laughs> would be, be a probably great the, look. Too. This would be the best story for him to like share his yeah, story. Didn't he do a, of the horribleness, yeah. Mm. He was working with more. This would be the best time for he could give his side of the ills of, of wrestling. the ills and the injuries of wrestling, like the big the big bruise on his back. You know, I think most of the guys, you know, and this is the sort of line we walk with headlock. Is a it's a sort of a celebration of the craft of wrestling. But you know the sort of the negative, the negatives of the wrestling business itself right. sort of drive the story. You know, most of the guys would tell me, you know, I wrestle for free. They just, you know, it's it's the the you know the BS they got to pay me for. So right. I uh, I don't think Punk hates wrestling itself, but you know the business itself I think has definitely left a bad taste in his mouth. So it's uh, I get it, you know, and I mean I you know I'm hoping at some point maybe to. Uh, to try to to circle back around and uh, see if I can uh, convince him to do something, but I mean, I I'm definitely I've got a lot of guys that want to do stuff too. So we got some some really cool names. I mean, you know, just I mean, in this book alone, having having Ric Flair and, and Mick and Kenny and Cody Rhodes are all you know just yeah. it's a murderer's row of talent. And I mean, I've already got guys for the next book that are great, huge names too. So it's. Uh, you know, it's nothing I gotta I gotta be after him about. Is so, there anyone on your radar? Oh, sorry. Is there anyone on your radar that you're hoping to maybe um, ask to maybe um, cooperate with maybe doing a book that you haven't had contact with yet? I'd love to. I'd love to have Paul Heyman on at some point. Oh, uh, that would be like the dream master. book. Man. Um, we met at San Diego Comic Con a few years back. Uh, you know, obviously a real smart guy, a real incredible storyteller. Um. Real seductive personality. Um, he's I've heard that about myself somebody, as well. Yeah, they told that, but they said that about me as well. <laughs> definitely somebody that I'd love to maybe get uh, to get on here. Um, and I just, I just want people that have, uh, I just want people that have, uh, have an interesting story. Honestly, I mean, sometimes you know the names are the names, but you know they don't necessarily, uh, you know, they might not necessarily have the, the most interesting stories, but. Uh, you know, I just want people that have really cool stories. Like, I mean, you know, you don't necessarily think of like, take like, you know, Gangrel has the name of say a Ric Flair or whatever, but I think the story that he pitched me was one of the funnest. So, you know, you just, I just want to tell cool stories what? and I'd like to get us to the point where with our Kickstarters that we don't have to necessarily try so hard for funding. Like right. that we can just, use it as a pre-order and I think that confuses people because it's considered crowdfunding or fundraising but because we're not in comic stores we we use Kickstarter as our pre-order so I'd like to just condition everybody to know like okay that's how you get the next book and then you know what I mean if we can get to a point where we can we can get enough people on early enough to to get uh, to get the funding and all that then I don't have to necessarily shut down production for 60 days to sort of beat the drum and we could just make books and tell stories and just keep it rolling yeah once again we have michael michael kingston here man it's a, it's a pleasure for you to come on man and to be honest i was just looking up the stuff uh for the past week and and i'm looking and books are sold out man and anyway i'm looking at you know you you got an audience there you know in certain areas the books are gone man just uh 
uh, you know, congratulations to, to the, the success of what you guys, what Absolutely. you guys are doing over there. Please let them know where they can get you guys at, uh, what social media outlets, well, yeah, your Kickstarter page and all. Let them know, let everybody know where you can get you at. So all of our social media is Headlock Comic, um, it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine yards. It's all run by me. So, you know, I'm easy enough to find. And then uh, our Kickstarter has two weeks left. It ends on May 1st for uh, Headlock to the Hard Way. And the thing I always want people to understand is like, if you buy a book from me off my web store, if you buy it off of, uh, you know, from me at a convention, like it's a good book. It's got five chapters of headlock. It's got a Jerry Lawler cover, you know, it's a, it's a good book, but books through Kickstarter have like 30 extra pages of content from actual wrestling, you know, actual wrestlers, All right. um, you know, so awesome. the one that we have right now, like you said, has got Ric Flair, Mick Foley, Kenny Omega, and Cody Rhodes. Tugboat is drawing a piece for it. Nice. Uh, Dorado is drawing a piece for names. it. You know, we've in the past we've had AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, MVP, uh, Rob Van Dam, Hurricane, uh, Booker T. Like we've had a ton of talent: John Morrison, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian. So if you buy the, you can get. If you're new to the series, even though we're we're creating we're, we're the Kickstarter for the fourth book, you can and you can only afford one book. You can, there's a tier where you can play and get the first book, and the books that you get through Kickstarter all have the extra content. So nice. Even though we're creating the fourth book and you get the first book, you'll get the Kickstarter version of that book, but you can't get that anywhere else. You can't get that from my web store. You can't get it uh, at comic book stores. It's only available through Kickstarter because that's what we need to keep this thing going. It's the lifeblood of our franchise. So we want people to know, we want the people who help us the most to get the best content. Guys, you heard the man, Michael Kingston. Once again, thank you for sharing and being a part of this episode of Turnbuckle Tabloid. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah. It's great to hear it because, you know, for, for people like ourselves who are being creative and out there just, you know, doing this not only for, you know, for, for the love of, of what we grew up with, we also do it for the love to share with everybody. It's always a pleasure to have an individual like yourself on Turnbuckle Tabloid. You know, thanks again, sir, and good luck to you. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Best uh, of luck, man. Thanks. All right, guys, and when we come back from Turnbuckle Tablet, that was dope, man. That was absolutely awesome. Yeah, that so was, that guys, was thrilling for me. So yeah, make sure wow. you guys, because I know you're a big fan of, of 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 wrestling and comic books. So this is like the best. The um, culmination. This of is two. your orgy. This is yeah, it's the culmination <laughs> of two. This is, it got me a little wet. This is your three. Shit, so, yeah. <laughs> this shit got me hyped. All right, guys, when we come back, we got more from Turbo Turbo Tablet. Michael Kingston was sitting with us, writer, creator, uh, the man, the vision behind Headlock, man. Make sure you guys check them out all over the place, man. Stick around. We'll be right back. Why, look at what we have here, folks! This week's Wrestling Rundown. Kicking off this week's Wrestling Rundown. Uh, mm, gotta say that um, we, we, I came across this, this interview with uh, Ryback, who... He just sounds like a bitter bitch. Honestly, he, he's a, he is swear, bit, he's, he's, a, he's a, a bitter bitch. Bitter bitch. He's mad he didn't make it. Fuck that shit. Him... And Alberto Del Rio, both uh, El Patron, both salty sound as fuck. fuck exactly. They're salty as. Fuck. They should be on fucking pretzels for real. Yo, really? They, I should have my, my beer like fucking crap. This shit is ridiculous. Like, I guess I yeah. like some, You know what? And the fact is, a podcast now, it's like cut that shit out, man. Like, it's it's really bad. Some people shouldn't have a podcast, and that's one. He's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's definitely one of them. Him and El Patron causing a bunch of bullshit. Um. Alberto drunk and Ryback always complained that he didn't get what he deserved. I'm like, dude, real. Red was a fan of Ryback. 
I was. I was a right backer at one point. I was a you were a right backer. Yeah, I was a right backer. Now you look at him now, and it's like a. He has probably one of the worst post WWE indie indie runs ever. Ever, like, ever. ever. It's so. He's like, bad. yo, not for nothing, but House of Glory don't even want him. Yeah, really, they don't. They, 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 they would have got him already if yeah, they wanted him. They, they don't didn't. even want him. Because he's waste, and he's horrible. Like he's just like I said, just a miserable, miserable human being. So in the interview, he in his in, in his podcast, he just he says that um, Jinder Mahal uh, did not get the physique he had by uh, going to the gym. Wink, wink. And it's like, look at the fucking pot calling the kettle black. My yeah, God, look at you were suspended because of that shit. Yeah, really? He's saying shit when he was the one getting called for that yeah, crap. Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, and you know the funny thing is, I actually believe Jinder did it off workout and good good fucking health regimen. Fucking right back to blow beef. He's just mad that Jinder Mahal might get a fucking championship run that he never got. So, <laughs> a fucking salty fuck again. He's a salty little prick. Yeah, it's crazy because, like, listen. Whatever, you know, I explained it to, we, we, we talked about it last episode with the whole Jinder Mahal thing. You know, WWE is banking on it because they want the, they want the foreign money. They want to get that overseas money from, from India and all that stuff, which is a large wrestling community. They, they're big wrestling fans over there. Impact Wrestling backed themselves and they, they, they're still in business because of it. Yeah. India's saving their hind legs, right? Yeah. Now, India's doing that. So like, you know, WWE says, you know, they had to capture that market over there as well. But you know what? Regardless of the fact of how it's done, you're not the one to throw stones. Like, you are a miserable bitch, he, he's for real. Mi- he's miserable because he thought, oh, I can make it big in the independent. I don't need them. He's, guys, listen, he, he will be grateful if he gets a, 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 a hot dog and a handshake. New, new, new Japan, um, signed him? Did they? Mm-hmm. No. no uh, Did Ring of Honor sign them? No. no. Impact hasn't even fucking signed him. And they signed everybody. They went and got Matt Seidel. They took the whole fucking Global Force Wrestling. They got low key. They, they got right back as, He's he's I, I, like I said he's just a miserable, miserable and it's sad bitch. because he actually had a pretty good future in the company until he fucking started this bullshit. Yeah, bitter man. We coming for you, nigga. Vince Russo announces on his um video podcast whatever shit he does over there. He's slowly becoming another fucking guy that needs to just go away. He just I, I he says shit just so far I can say something about it. Like, honestly, because on this podcast he says that uh. He could beat Jack Gallagher yeah. in a fight, and then and then the pictures, and then the pictures of Jack Gallagher in the octagon rise, and it's like, yeah, it's you like, beat people by submission. Do like, you not know that this guy's a fucking MMA fighter? It's you know what, honestly, we shouldn't even be talking about this because we're giving him the night of we're giving him the we're, we're giving him what he wants, which is fucking. People airtime. talk airtime and it, he's so not worth it. Like we should put the time we should put the time in um how big my shit I took this morning was. <laughs> like he's so he's a I could beat Finn Balor up. I could beat Jack Gallagher. Um Finn Balor should be in two oh five live. You should be in a coffin. Yo, uh, I've uh, never uh, I have never no bit much. <laughs> bit much. I've never yo, I've, <laughs> I've never agreed with anything that he's done. Ever, yo, yo. There has to be one thing you agreed with. None, nothing. Listen, Meltzer, Dave Meltzer is a guy from the Wrestling Observer that I'm like, I'm not a fan of either. I'm not a, I'm not a. He swears that he's such a fucking in guy. That shit kills me. Okay. And just be a fucking, just be a reporter, be a media guy. Stop being such a fucking mark. Anyway, you mook, you mook, you mook. Yeah, well. So, um, he like Mark. He. he <laughs> My favorite drug and ever. And he's, he's one guy that I've always said, you know, fuck him. I don't give a fuck about that. It's, it seems like sour, salty grapes for my end. But yeah. at least there's points that I can agree with him in certain instances. Uh-huh. You know, they had a, a discussion this week uh, about the the way that 
we talked about it last week about the Dean Ambrose thing, and then there's some truth to the light about that, about the whole uh, his work ethic that they're saying is, is lackadaisical. Uh, the same could be said that he mentioned about the whole bullying thing with JBL backstage and all that, and still more reports are coming out because of that shit as well. Yep. You know those his views uh things like of that nature I could I I agree with. Yep. But Russo, there has been nothing, nothing yeah, he, I've agreed with nothing. And then when he went to WCW, well, he went to WCW, right? About when the time of Thunder and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That was when when um Bischoff left, he was the one that uh, took over. And that's the reason why it went down shit even worse than it already was. Uh, and then he, he and then he did Impact, right? He did TNA for a while. Yeah, and that that was shit as well. It was like. And case scenario, guys, Vince Russo, everything he says is bullshit. Do you want to hear quick breaking news I just found out? Okay. Uh, WWE announced... Wait, hold on a minute. Wait, wait. You got some breaking news right now? I Because it's actually pretty interesting. It has to do with what we talked about with um, Jinder Mahal, actually. Oh, really? All right, so just, just, just do it so then I'll, I'll it? add it there. Yeah. All right. Um, breaking break break news. news. All right, well, um, this is sort of a big deal because the WWE just announced... That their um, WWE is ha- uh, is having a new Arabic exclusive program on their on their on their big network. Can't a- tell you. And Sami Zayn was on hand. Arya Davari was there. Jinder Mahal was there, and they're all there showing off the new program um, in Dubai. And it's going to be an exclusive show there. It's going to be an exclusive program there for um, for um, wrestlers like Sami Zayn and um, uh, Davari and um, Mahal. And that was what we were saying before, because it makes perfect sense. Once again, they're taking they're taking advantage of what Impact was doing good with the India market, right? And now they just announced their own their own exclusive program, yeah, so it's on like, their main channel. They know they know already. They know what it is. So they're smart, and um, that's why Jinder Mahal might be champion in a month. Yeah, I mean, so, listen, I mean, come on, I mean, listen. Very good move by them, I think. To be I, honest, very I, smart move. I, like I said, I just think these motherfuckers are like just they they they're a little bit extra with their shit. They really just need to calm the fuck down. What about Jinder? Yeah. Oh, I I want the I want um Roman Reigns to be champion. It's like, dude, we've been we we had the same cycle of champions the past four fucking years. We're not even out a full month out of WrestleMania yet, and you guys are already bitching. So we got another eleven fucking months of storytelling to happen. Yep. You're bitching. When Jinder won, I was like, good. I'm, yeah, it's a new face. Yeah, good. I want new faces to win. Sh- I want new faces. I don't want the same shit over and over again. Um. Fucking Brock Lesnar is defending to a balls of fury, whatever it is. Oh God, we'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, that was shit. But that was breaking news. That was good. That was a good thing. Randy just happened. News there. Tajiri uh, leaves the WWE. Apparently, Who cares? I I kind of did because I like Tajiri. But the but the thing is, is that at least he was he was honest with it. Where he mentioned that he says, you know, age is caught up to me, and I'm not going to be able to be in a ring with these guys. You know, he's 46, 47 years old. Damn and, man. Yeah, and. He says, "Look, you know these guys are great. You know, I've I, I could I could do what I can, but these guys are doing way more than I can catch up to with right now." And I guess he, he I, I guess he went in the ring with two hundred five live people, and he was like, "Yikes!" Yeah, he was yeah. Like, yikes! I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, but you know what? That's honorable. And then you know what? At least he went off the right. He he walked out the right way. You know? Yeah. No bitterness, like Ryback. You're fired. Adam Cole has made mention that if he is to make the leap to the WWE, he wants to start off at NXT first. As well as he should. He feels as though that's the way to enhance him and the product. NXT is the wave, son. Like, they don't fuck with you. Yeah, really. They don't fuck with you. You just go in there, just be you. Like, Bobby Roode is Bobby Roode. Like, they didn't change him to they, they, in WWE to the glorious, bastard Bobby Roode yet. Like, they didn't. No, no. Just like they did Nakamura as the artist. Oh, Vince, you fucking fanook. Um, 
Uh, if, if Adam Cole does come to WWE, I really wish he goes to NXT first. Don't be shocked if he's the guy sitting in the front row at the at the um, at the big NXT show for SummerSlam. So you you don't know. Um, Adam Cole should go to NXT. Drew Ma- Drew Galloway's in NXT right now. Yeah, Drew McIntyre. He, he, I think they should have kept him with the Galloway name though. But you know they they still have they still have shirts with his name on it. So they gotta sell it. <laughs> they gotta they sell said, it. They so. said we still got boxes of Drew McIntyre shirts. So we can't change his See, name. Yeah, and then the comic book. The next page of of that story is the is Vince blowing off the dust of all the shirts. Like <laughs> it's like oh, they still have merch. I'm telling you, that's the why chosen I, one. Nobody, yo, nobody believes me. The reason why Kevin Owens' name is Kevin Owens is because Cassius. Oh no! When he left, they still had KO shirts. They still had KO shirts. They had to change. They had to get them all. They had to change them. They had to. They, they, they had to Matt Hardy, get it out. Matt Hardy posted a YouTube video of his closet, right? And the whole top shelf is all his merchandise shirts. They threw the game to him because after he left, <laughs> uh, he said he. It's like a, it's like over a million. It's a lot of shirts. Dude. Yeah, a lot of shirts. And what do you know? We got a couple of haters. Couple haters. Speaking of Hardys, there's discussion that WWE has bought the rights to the broken gimmick, but uh, Rebby Sky has gone to her Twitter to say that has not yet been done yet. Uh, I'm just going to say that it's it's little by little, little by little, you're seeing it. it uh, yeah, it's, it's it's getting it's getting there, but I don't think I don't I don't think they should do it now. We said this on we said this on the previous episode that they shouldn't do the broken thing right now. It's Matt Hardy right now is on Twitter saying a deletion is coming, delete, delete, delete. Well, I don't know why because I think he knows in the end, in the long run it's gonna happen. Right. So he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, I really don't think so. He does it in the ring a million times now. On yeah. previous Raw, he was like, he went right, he went right in front of Sheamus, was like delete, and like, he doesn't care. And he does, and he, the, the whole open up, ah, ah delightful. I love when they do interviews now because everybody like leans in. Yeah, and see, like, like, if so are you gonna him. do it? It's uh, funny because he, um, you hear him do it. it, it he hear him go, hey, hey, it's just been great for us to be here. Yeah, yo, it's, always, it's like he's like a little spasm attack. It's like, <laughs> it's like I think that our return was delightful, and <laughs> and and the match we had with the Sheamus and and um, Cesaro was amazing. Uh, and I'm really back to you, that, Jeff. And I hope that the WWE fans think that we are spectacular. And, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and then he gives the, the wink. Pink. <laughs> it's like we know what you're doing. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get into our wrestling WWE of the week. We're opening up in Raw. But before we do, I just want to say that Matt was not happy this week. So (laughs) I'm going to give him his moment to shine. Wow, thank you. You you get your your sign. I'm trying to – because I do do have – I mean, I I am in, in agreements with you. It's, but, but you, uh, do, you don't think it's that extreme as Yeah, I don't uh, think it, it's that extreme So I'll just give this a return of Point And fuck your points Alright, so you kick it off, go ahead Alright um, Monday Night Raw um, Don't get me wrong, Smackdown was not a good show either Monday Night Raw this week and the past three weeks Have been the worst wrestling I've seen in a very long time Very long time If you look at the show, right Superstar Shakeup just happened it's supposed to have new rivalries that you were not seeing on the other shows. Like, for instance, Dean Ambrose came to Raw. What do you think? Automatic, you're right off your head. Finn Balor, uh, not Finn Balor. What do you think right off when Dean Ambrose came to the show? Dean Ambrose and maybe Samoa Joe feud? Maybe. Dean Ambrose and Samoa Joe, something like that. Something that we didn't see. They give us the Miz and Dean Ambrose? You've got to be kidding me, right? We saw that shit on SmackDown Live three weeks ago. That was not the point of the superstar shakeup. Bray Wyatt goes to Raw. He's still in a feud with Randy, but he teased the thing with Finn Balor, which is supposedly getting scratched. When that's the feud that everyone wants to fucking see. Raw's boring. It's three hours. 
and they have they have most of the stars to make it work and um it's not working at all to me i think that the, whenever the cruiserweight matches come on i look forward to the wrestling i look up the reviews and some guy gave raw an f minus <laughs> I posted on I posted on our on our Facebook page that I a hundred percent agree. I think it should get a fucking what's out there? F G yeah G G a G G G. It should get a fucking G. Um, Braun Strowman is the only thing that's selling tickets on Raw right now. Honestly, I'm being and the Hardys. That's it. <laughs> and you and you can't disagree with me on that. Point and fuck your points. Okay, I'll give you a quick rundown. Early on, the, the first segment of the highlight reel slash, uh, uh no, first it was, <laughs> um, uh, Jer- uh, Jericho's show, uh, the highlight reel, and then you know what? Ambrose Asylum. That was the only cool part of Raw. I, I, I thought that was, I thought that was, that hilarious. was the only cool part of Raw. Uh, Matt Hardy versus Sheamus wasn't that bad. I thought it was actually a decent match. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't really care. I did. I thought, you know I, what, you know what, I don't, you know what, you know what I'm not a big fan of? I'm not a big fan of when you try to build, uh, build up a tag team title match with a pay per view. And you put them in singles matches every the, week. But that's the cup. That's a pay, pay my numbers. No, I know. To. But every week it's like, oh, we're gonna have Matt versus Cesaro. Then we're gonna have Jeff versus Cesaro. Then we're gonna have Cesaro versus Matt. Then we're gonna have. It's like just. I don't know. I I, I just wasn't a fan of it. The six man tag match in which Enzo got his ass fucking uh, uh, put out. They basically said you're not worthy of to it's be. Like, in this you match. shouldn't be here at all. You should be a manager. Those like, those six guys in the ring look like they shouldn't be in the ring at the same time with each other. With Finn big. Yeah, Finn, Big Cass, and uh, it's, it's Seth Rollins. The it's like <laughs> three's company. Yeah, exactly. It's, really it's like somebody shook a fucking dice with their names on it. And it's like oh, <laughs> you guys are gonna go out. Yeah, to this it's, match it's like match. it's like lucky by eleven. Way, lucky by, eleven. By the way, that Seth that Seth Rollins finisher is is god awful. Oh, uh, fucking atrocious. That's, it's it, they should he could he should have kept the pedigree if they were gonna do this shit. Really, that's so bad. Guys, look on YouTube. Search top fifty Tyler Black moves. Yo. All fifty of those are better than that shit he's doing. Even the now. even the suplex. Oh like, my god, uh, it's so bad. Uh, Seth, getting, he could do a Phoenix splash or one of his good fucking frog splashes and call that a finisher. It's better than that shit. Uh, the Apollo Cruz uh, Titus O'Neil joint uh, union. <laughs> All right, I'll give credit to where credit is due. The selfie was hilarious. <laughs> you know, okay, I have when a your father leaves out for cigarettes and comes back and finds out you have a, a scholarship for college. Yes, <laughs> I was about to look that up. I, I was weak. Apollo. Cruz's face like he just found it. he sharded himself with a picture with a girl. <laughs> it's like you, it's like you're taking a selfie with a hot girl and you sharded yourself. Like, he wasn't even sure whether to smile or like I, I'm. That was funny. I like that. To be honest, though, I kind of want to see where that 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 work is gonna go. I want to yeah, see where that. We'll is. see early development. Uh, Sasha versus uh, Alexa Bliss. I only liked it because of the rumors about them having real heat in the back. But I liked it because there are rumors that um Alexa has nudes. So they say. So they say. <laughs> Send them to me. Send them at jsanty at jsanty. <laughs> Waterbed red. You know what it is. Um, the Braun Strowman Kalisto dumpster match. <laughs> Somebody goes, yeah, you can lift an ambulance and tilt it over, but you're having trouble pushing a fucking a dumpster. dumpster? Yeah, there. right? Yo, <laughs> really? He was having trouble pushing that shit. I'm like, didn't you flip a fucking truck? Like, I, I don't. Remember, remember, remember Titus O'Neil had the big keg in NXT and he tripped on his ass? Yeah. <laughs> and that, was, that, was, that wasn't that even. That was botched. That was real. That was hilarious. That, every, time I, every time there's a botch with like a, a prop, it reminds me of that. Like, it's fucking hilarious. And, uh, the, the, he threw him. He, uh, might we end? He threw, he threw Kalisto in the dumpster like fucking um, the New Age Outlaws did. 
Yeah. There's people in there, damn it. There's but you know what? Theirs was better, though, because you saw fucking um, niggas, t- Terry Funk f- like flop out of that yeah. shit. <laughs> he, he was locked in there. I feel like he should have had the door open yeah, still. Yeah, they broke. Oh, he flew out or some shit. Uh, and uh two-on-one match I, for the main event was, um, yeah. <laughs> I, <listen. laughs> no, what, it, it's true. Are it, you it, happy about 205 uh, Live right now? Point. Uh-oh. And fuck your points. I'm a fan of 205 Live. I love the cruiserweights. I love what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely, there. I'm but fine with it. You know. Do you and, think they're getting ruined on Raw? Uh no. And I I think they they what they uh, what they should be doing is spread them out across the whole fucking the thing. It's been SmackDown, it. NXT, NXT all over. Spread them all across. I agree. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I think Raw alone is making them weak. Yeah, because you know that's you know they've be, they've become fodder for break time for people and they shouldn't. They're actually m- way better than they They're are. way better than the regular matches yeah. we get a fucking other give them, shit. Give them give them one match on Raw, one match on SmackDown, one match on NXT and just spread it across a fucking board. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um No fuck your point on that one. Yeah, we good there. And going into SmackDown, um uh Corbin and Styles lead up. Good. It's a great start to a, Yeah. Great, it's a great start. Yeah, I, I love I mean, it. You got to, you got the face turn with, with with Styles. I mean, you can't that's, change you it. Can't, Everybody loves him. Anyway. Yeah, everyone loves Styles. As, like as much of a dick you can make him. Because he's. Uh, it was a great start to SmackDown. I think Corbin's point <laughs> and fuck your points. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Corbin is going to be the future champion for a long time. There's rumors of him winning the Money in the Bank. I'm not sure about that, but I, I think, think so. I think that there is a title run coming his way. I'm not sure about giving him the championship early first. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think maybe giving him U.S. Strap? U.S. strap a little bit. Maybe. No, no, not the title. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, the title, the U.S. title. Sorry, Vince. <laughs> I don't need you coming from Stanford to give me some shit. Uh, <laughs> or even you know, put him pair him with somebody. Give him a, t- a tag run with somebody quickly, like just something. Speaking give, of tag yeah. runs, uh, Brizongo, new number one contenders. I'm happy for that, and I love it. You I know, love I, it. I love finally. it. And, um, finally, and finally. And give them fucking something to do. The people on the other podcast said, "What the fuck is wrong with the world?" For that, why? I don't know. Oh, everybody wants the same fucking people. Dog, fucking blow. No, on, honestly, you know what? Not, not you guys. Oh, speaking of which, oh, I knew we had to talk about something. Oh, um, I'm not gonna guys. I'm not gonna shout your show out because I'm not giving you that much attention anymore. But at House of Glory, the uh-huh. host of said show. Actually approached us. They did. They did. And um, Red was shocked. I was. I was. Well, Maddie said they were going to do it. And I couldn't believe it. And I they, knew. I knew uh, the one. Someone was going to do it on there. And, and they approached and they said, "Can you please stop bashing us on your show?" And I. And he said, "No." So no, I'm going to continue to bash. <laughs> um, no, there's. I will not stop. If you continue to rip off our stuff and rip off our bits and rip off our freaking videos that we do, I will continue to bash your show. No, uh, we don't rip off your stuff. No, you're not slander. You're, you're not. You're not doing um a, a rip off of uh we didn't buy a ticket for this. You're not doing a rip off for that. No, I saw the video. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly the same shit. What it was. All right, fine. You know what? Whatever. But you know, the, the, Balls. The, they have some grapefruits. They yeah, have some, they yeah, have some yeah. cojones. But no, I'm going to continue. Matt is going to continue. If we if we continue to see that you guys are ripping us off, we're going to continue to bash the shit out of you. Get bashed. It's funny because he says, uh, you know, don't say anything about the show. Come on, Matt. You're No, first he said, come on, Matt. And I'm like, you said something about it on the show? He goes, yeah. I go, you did when? On last night's episode. 
You did? Cool, man. I didn't and he gave me a game of knuckle touch. I was, I was like, like cool, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I did say some shit. And I was like, no, I'm going to continue to do that. Uh, no, this is, uh, this, what you're doing is slander. You're going to you're gonna sue us? <laughs> what, we're going to jail? You serious? <laughs> no. I like, cut that shit out. <laughs> but shit, yo, honestly, good for the head ball. So. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. You guys are... Whatever. Oh, so um, damn, we didn't even get to interviews yet. And we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna save it for next week. We we'll do the end of the House of Glory interviews next week. Okay. Um, so uh, Brizongo, I think is gonna be a great. Look. I, I think they're great. Oh God, yes, please. Let yeah, it happen. Uh, Give them the fucking titles too. Fuck really, it. they're yeah. fucking great. Although I like the Usos, I we, we need a little uh, a little shake up. I think over we there. need competition in the division. Yeah, because I feel like there's only two teams that matter right now. And when New Day gets there, I think once New Day gets there, it's gonna fucking wash out that 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 whole thing. I'm, yep. I'm already like. I'm already getting to that point where New Day is just like whatever, unless 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 you reinvent yourself with something new. But I, I'm not. Uh, uh, the Becky Lynch Ellsworth, there uh, there talk that it might actually do this match that she goes up against Ellsworth. It'll happen to Backlash. Think so? It'll happen soon. I already I could already see it happening. It'll be a precedent because it's the first time that a woman will actually fight a man in the ring f- ever since the whole you know Benoit thing. You know. What? I never like the fact that a woman slaps a man and a man can't do anything in a ring. I hate yeah, that Yeah, you're right, shit. though. Honestly. A woman could up a woman chuck could, a the woman balls could, yeah. of a man, but fucking a guy kick him in the gut, or kick him in the ball, and a woman and a man. Listen, that's why I love other promotions. They'll fucking body slam a chick. They'll, yeah, they'll fucking put her on thumbtacks. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Fucking uh, 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 a man will toss a woman into a chair. Like, like yep, Listen, you're in the matter. ring. Shout out to Hank and Sonia. You guys did it. No, <laughs> really. If, if a girl, if a girl, that's what a guy, guy should do it to a girl. Uh, the six man tag, like I said, we talk about with, with, with Brizango winning, uh, Orton and Jinder Mahal promo. Great. I liked it. Oh, uh, man. Listen, guys, you got a guy who actually is a heel. Jinder is a heel. Yeah, he is. Everybody, you know, there's articles saying that uh, the unpatriotic heel is dead. I was like, no, it is actually working now. It's actually start- Braun Strowman. But I'm saying the unpatriotic one. The, 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 oh, the, the one with that doesn't believe. Uh, yeah, the, I hate America. America. Yeah, the America hate and all that stuff. That's the, how you get heat, though. If, if, I'm, um, if I'm correct, Rusev got most of his heat off that shit. Yeah. He's one of the top guys. He and he'll, the be there. he'll be at uh, SmackDown soon. And he'll be the top guy in SmackDown, right. too. And then... um. Even now, they, they they're trying to do this this thing with Kevin Owens trying to be anti well the, the face, face of, of America, America, which is like a just bashing thing. America. Okay. Oh, by the way, another we, we didn't we failed to mention that another rumor is that Vince McMahon is not a fan of Kevin Owens and his size, and he's tired of him being. Oh, is that really a thing now? This guy needs to go oh. now. If I see Kevin Owens get buried, I'm legit not watching this product. Oh, this fucking, it's so stupid. I yeah, Vince needs to fucking go into his shady oaks. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry to say, but um, Naomi is a horrible champ. Yeah. <laughs> I At least you said it. Thank oh, you. God. You put her in the ring with Charlotte and her true colors, no fucking pun intended, oh, come out. She's God. so bad. <laughs> Naomi, I think, has to be one of the worst wrestlers in oh, in the women's God. division. My she brother, should, She shouldn't even talk. I'm my, so my brother sad. walked. My brother walked up to me and was like, um. Wow. Um. Naomi is fucking terrible. Like in ring and on mic, it's really bad. She got so exposed. Like, oh, it's funny because she was going through it on SmackDown with uh, she was getting away with it because of, of the talent that yeah. was the same level as her. Charlotte comes in and wowzers. Yeah. It, wow. It wasn't even close. And now they want to make they want to make the talks of making Charlotte face. And it's they like, did. They, they turned face. They turned her face. Except, but why? Like she was. She's the best. She's the best heel they had there. Yeah. Well, I think they want to maybe give um. Someone else a heel run. I, I don't know who, 
But I guess they want um, Charlotte to get a, to see how a face run works for her. I'm happy camp. to see that they had the main event, but it's like. But Naomi just killed it for oh, me. I'm sorry, Jesus, I I can't. And she's over as fuck too, which is pretty scary. Yeah, I still can't. I can't stand the way she holds that belt. It, she's she. It's what? like if she's holding like a hot tray or something like with mittens. Yeah, on. It's, like, it's like I don't want to like get hot. I don't want. I don't want to touch this. What annoys you more, real quick? Uh, the, the fact that Naomi gets over or Super Savage just gets over. Ah. Uh, because I know Naomi, that really bothers Naomi, you. Naomi. Naomi gets over. Yeah. And then Naomi gets over. Super Savages, I can say, because... They have a kid approach. Yeah, or... I get it with that. Yeah, I guess. But Cause Cause I was, Super cause... Savages is tag team in House of Glory. That They're good wrestlers. They, 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 they're they really good. It's just that I'm... He's like the character of the caveman. Yeah, I'm, good, I'm good. That's like me and Smiley. Yeah, it's like that hokiness. I'm... And, I'm happy Gangone actually reached out on on Facebook and said for Smiley to come home because he was part of the um the 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 Rogues in another promotion. Yeah. So I'm hoping that like Smiley gets associated with Gangone. Somewhere. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. A dark black mask. Yeah, and have him talk. Like, and, uh, 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 yeah, it is Smiley. But yeah, it's um. Kill me now. Yeah, that Naomi run. It's just it's it's finito for me, man. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think everyone agrees with you on that. And uh, yeah. We're gonna lead to that was the wrapping up that one. I don't think, like I said, I don't think it was raw. Was I don't think it was warranted a uh, 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 F minus. Would you give it an F minus? I would probably have given it a D plus. Nah, man, C- the regular C- season. <laughs> <laughs> That's going F bottom. Yeah. Yeah. No, that shit was terrible. But SmackDown wasn't that bad either. It just SmackDown wasn't that good either, honestly. Yeah. But you know what? A few things like the the introduction to the show and. Um, and Brizongo winning it in General Mahal. It was a good show. I, I, it was better than Raw, definitely. And to close out, we give you... You know what? You just made the list. Superstars of the week. Uh, I'll lead off first. My superstar of the week, I have to say, is Cody Rhodes. The reason why is because he gave a story stating that uh, Cody Rhodes and Stardust were supposed to be on separate brands. When they were talking about doing Wait, a brand, hold on. Split, you have to explain that for me real quick. So when they were, when they were first discussing a brand split, they were discussing a brand split uh, a few years ago. Uh, yes. They would discuss of uh, putting Cody and Stardust on two separate shows. Cody would have what? Cody would have been on Raw and Stardust would have been on SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> I like that though. You know the only reason why I like it is because there was clips of Cody Rhodes's gimmick that they were planning on doing with right. Cody Industries, and I right. fucked with it a lot. It was like yeah, an Iron Man yeah, thing. That, I really like that. That would have been cool. He would have been. He would have been over as fuck. Yeah. So. Um. And which I now I think they basically just stole it and gave it to Titus. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, what, that's what I was did. thinking too. But uh, I, I I gave it to Cody. Cody's also tearing it up. He also decided that he's his 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 permanent. He signed a two year contract with Ring of Honor. So oh, it's official now. It's official. Yeah. So he's good. He's good to go there. Uh, which is great because I they would have fucking he would have been great on Impact, but it'd have been horrible. Oh, thank God. Yeah, but he's he's officially with Ring of Honor. So shout out to him. Okay. Well, my superstar. Well, my first one is. <clears throat> It's Charlotte for the plain reason that Naomi, that, that she's like, I, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but in, oh, she's probably the best women's wrestler, like, in a long time, even talking past, like, Ste- uh, Trish and Lita yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, and she, and the only reason why I'm giving her Superstar of the Week is because I'm thinking about it and I'm like, she exposed Naomi for being one of the worst wrestlers and she was the champion. Like, mm-hmm. people were over as fuck for her and now it's like, not anymore. Like, she changed the whole aspect of how you like Naomi and stuff. So that, that was my first one. Who's your second one, bro? My second one is um, the Elite. I have to put all three of them because they just signed an exclusive. Hot topic. I was, topic. I, yo, I was gonna say the same. I was that gonna is, give, give that them is it. But. Way dope for them over there. Shout out to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega for getting their um, their merchandise signed by Hot Topic. Make sure you check out their their product. I believe it's July that it's released. 
do you think that there's going to be like pop figures? I don't, you know, if I don't we know get if pop we get, figures, but there might be exclusive pops. Oh, they might. Yeah, I mean, I want the elite shirt. Yeah, I want I want the like the the one that has a two sweet on it. By the way, what was the over and under the two sweets? Yo, Maddie gave out bad two sweets. No, I didn't. <laughs> yo, you're okay. Yo, so check out the video on yo. Facebook on our, on our page, Matt. A shout out to, to we don't know his name, but shout out to uh, uh, oh, no. one of our fans, uh, our listeners. I wouldn't say yeah, fans. one of our fans for um, one, of, one of our listeners who uh, um, approached us said he knows us from the Facebook Live and he wanted us to Facebook Live him giving uh the most two sweets at a indie event. And of course, our guy Maddie has helped and film recorded that. That was great, Matt. Thanks for that. I'm a great guy. You're awesome. Sometimes man. I'm. Sometimes I'm. He, he's saying this while he's gritting his teeth. He's just going through it. Sometimes I'm. Uh, sometimes such a team player. Sometimes man. I'm a team player. Next time we do a show, guys, look out for um, Red because he's gonna be giving out. You know what? <laughs> you just made the list. <laughs> shrimp. You know what? <laughs> When Cody Rhodes comes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get the bullhorns out. I'm everyone, I'm gonna edit this. Watch, I'm gonna edit this. You, you don't, don't. <laughs> you're gonna edit what? He was gonna say, make sure you shout out Red or whatever. No, no, Cody oh. Rhodes. Uh-huh. Next to show, you're gonna give, out, you're gonna have record someone give up the, 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 he does the bullhorns for Dusty Rhodes or some shit. Does he? Sometimes I see it. <laughs> so, um, um, I'm gonna give my next one to Pete Dunn for that video of him throwing the kid. Oh man, <laughs> I tell you, because I, I that happened last night. So I'm gonna give him that one for the week. If you guys didn't check this out, and you know what, I think Red wants to like be in bed with Pete Dunne. I don't want to be in bed with him, but I. Must you want to be on a tent with him? I must say. Oh my! I do have a man crush for him. That guy, there's something about that guy, man. Yeah, well, I'm giving de- uh, definitely a Pete Dunne because honestly, wrestling with WWE was so bad this week that Charlotte was the only positive out of it. Yeah. So I'm looking onto it now, and NXT I'm, wasn't bad this week though either. NXT NXT's bad. getting better. Yeah, yeah, it was bad for a mo- it was bad for a little bit, but now I think the new look and everything is yeah. helping it. Let me tell you something. Pete Dunne used the kid as a weapon this week. <laughs> if I don't give him Superstar of the Week, I might as well not be on a wrestling podcast. Okay? <laughs> because he threw the kid onto a, on a wrestler and it was a legit weapon. That was like Seth Rollins um, bouncing off the fat guy to yeah. do a backflip. Which is awesome. It was amazing. So, uh, guys, uh, that will close out not only Superstar of the Week as well as this week's episodes. Make sure you check us out on social media outlets on Facebook at the regular season sports class slash, uh, Terminal Tabloid, as well as on Instagram at regular season sports. Check us out on Twitter at OWJ Santi and, and YouTube at, uh, regular season sports cast. Maddie, where did it get you at? You get me at, uh, I change now. M-A-T-T-O-L-S-K-E-Y, Y, two Y's for everything. All platforms. I just put Matthew for Facebook, <laughs> I guess. And, um, Make sure you despacito with your wives this week and um, do the bachata. And make sure you check us out on RageWorks.net where everything all related to what we have going on, wrestling, sports, uh, pop culture, current events, everything, music, TV, movies. Everything under one umbrella, man. Under one umbrella, RageWorks.net, Variant Issue, Call Me When It's Over, Black is the New Black, Turnbuckle Tabloid, TRSS presents uh, Maddie shaking his ass to Spanish music. It's all Despacito. under there. The regular season sportscast. We're all under one umbrella. Make sure you check us out there. Guys, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everybody. I am the king of talk style. And I'm the king of jerk style. Hello there. And uh, yeah, man. Um, Make sure you check us out on Facebook Live because we're going to have another episode coming soon of we buy a ticket for this. You guys have been watching. We've been in the thousands, man. Make sure yeah, you guys man, continue to watch, wave, man. man. So, uh, yeah, we out of here. Um, I got I got to start packing. I got stuff. I'm about to move out of here soon. So, uh, Maddie, so let, 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 let us hear you leave with your signature uh, goodbyes now. 
Yeah. Oh, that's something. Despacito. <laughs> Despacito. Como tu primo de andacito. Yeah. All right, guys. Check you guys next week. One love and stay clean. Yeah. <laughs> that's my shit, son. Play the Bieber remix. <laughs> In my direction, I think we're what up. It's such a blessing, yeah. Happy, yeah. I can't believe I'm actually playing this out. You are. My sunrise on the darkest day got me feeling some kind of way. Slowly, slowly. You fit me, tell a man, I'm gonna put it on. I'm gonna cut this shit off. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at Turbuckle Tabloid. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition, lift off. Sports Kills.